episode 33 dedicated to Larry Bird. Thank you all for listening to episode 32. Holy ricochet, what have you done? I am Gary here with my co-hosts. Larry Bird is not dead. Can you dedicate something to someone if they're alive still? Yeah, I dedicate this song to you, Bear. Well, then I'm Larry Bird. All right. And I'm Magic Johnson. Junior. (laughs) Fair. And you're Larry Bird the third. No, no, I'm the actual Larry Bird. The guy that made threes for the Boston Celtics. Yep, yep, that's you. Yep, that's me. Wonderful. So, thanks to Wes Anderson. Appreciate it. Thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out at Wes Anderson Music on Facebook. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, the first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thanks to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Call him, Sean, at 419-704-5471. They serve the Toledo and surrounding area and not... Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Love it. Did you throw that out for Bret Hart? I hope not. Uh, Lance Storm. Yeah, oh, wait, work. this isn't even the wrestling episode. That's okay. Crap. All right. Thank you to Verizon, a true technology business partner who helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Go to their website. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area. Thank you to PNC. Visit Cassandra at PNC, who will help you with your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She's there to help. By the way, just got over 800 myself. 802. Congrats. Thank you, sir. Still at? Same as it was four weeks ago. 669? Yeah. 666? Oh, gosh. I think Bear's right. Oh, good. All right, give her a call, 419-877-0634. She'll help you out. And also, thank you to Ben Meyer at Charlie's Dodge. Visit him over there or give him a call at 419-893-0241. Again, ask for Ben Meyer. Thank you to all of the supporters out there. Um, let's just talk a little bit about uh, the event we went to last night, Winter Wonderland, supporting uh, Leading Families Home. What would you guys think? That was your guys' first time there? I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Great time. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great time for a good cause. Uh, a lot of good people there. Uh, and enjoyed the silent auction. Enjoyed the nice uh, peach wine bear goddess. Oh, yeah, that's right. Peach Sparkle, your new name. That was delicious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Peach Sparkle. Oh, I didn't oh. even think about that. I should have introduced myself. <laughs> today. I am Peach Sparkle. Peach Sparkle. Uh, peach Sparkle. This is Peach Sparkle. <laughs> yeah. Peaches Sparkle. No, it was it was a really good time, and uh, you know, just like Jake said, to piggyback off that, it was for a good cause. Um, obviously, there were a lot of great people there. Silent auction was wonderful. Food was fantastic. You guys put on a, a great event. So I know Gary, you've been involved with it for the past couple of years. You weren't Several. quite involved with it this no, year. No, this this time I was actually able to sit down and enjoy myself. That's and good. Yes, I am biased to the organization, knowing the CEO very well, um, but. The, you know, I, I had told her I was very happy that I was able to sit and enjoy it with, with my table and, and my group there. And so, you know, thanks to Jake, thanks to Brandon, thanks to Bear, hot friend, wife, girlfriend, and stat guy's girlfriend for all attending the event. We had a great time. Uh, we donated quite a bit of money for a great cause. Yeah. So we were very happy to be there. And if you want to know more about uh, Leading Families Home, which is a combination of Beach House Family Shelter and Focus, visit their website, www.beachhousetoledo.org, and find out how you can make an impact uh, to help them. You can donate. We have a link up on our Facebook page thanking them. We tag them in it. When it, I also found out you can put a donate button, so I put a donate button there. Oh, good. Excellent. So, you know, hopefully our, our listeners out there, check it out. Check out the website. 
donate anything, you know, any little bit helps. You can read into uh, about just how much $4 goes, how four or five bucks, 10 bucks, $20, how far that goes. It's amazing to see what they can do with it. So again, check them out, www.beachhousetoledo.org. So the NBA update, I got a little bit about this. I got some of this pulled up unless you guys do already. Uh, I do I do too. I'll just say that uh, Toronto, is for, I'll, I'll cover the East, you cover the West, Bear. Toronto is number one, 20 and five still. Uh, they're, they're way up there. They just finally lost one. Milwaukee, 15 and seven. They're three and a half behind, um, which it's funny that they're, they're listed as second, three and a half behind, but their winning percentage is higher than Philly, who's third and only three behind at 17 and eight. Detroit, 13 and eight, man, snuck up in there. Yeah, I mean, they have a really good squad this year. I'm oh, impressed yes. with the Pistons. I didn't think they would be as good as they as they are right now. Um, I really do think they're contenders to grab one of those Wizards guys, whether it's Wall or Beal or Porter, whenever, uh, whenever they end up trading them. I really do think that's going to happen. I think the Pistons have some young talent they can move and draft picks to win now. They have a team to win in the East right now. I, I certainly do think they can compete with Toronto and Philly. I'm not exactly sure, and Boston, I should say. So I'm not exactly sure if they're totally there right now, but I think adding a John Wall would certainly put them. I think he would be the guy, um, you know, trade Reggie Jackson. I think you keep Ish Smith on the bench as they, uh, you know, play the 25 minutes. Wall obviously would play anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes a game regardless. So I really do think that John Wall would be a wonderful fit there with Blake and Andre. I think they have, you know, Blake who can play the two if he really needed to. I mean, he's a big man, but he can play small if need be, and he plays great down low. So we'll see. Um, you know, like I said, the trades have to happen, but um, the Pistons aren't going away as much as that pains me to say it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. They are not. And uh, right after them, the fun one, the Pacers, you know, they have a good history there with Detroit and Indiana. They are 14-10 and 10 in the five seed. The Celtics have won three in a row. They're 13-10 and 10 in the six seed. So right now, if it was, if the playoffs started today, they'd be going to Philly. Yeah. They'd be going home. Good. And uh, so seven seed, Orlando at 12-12, 12 and 12, and Charlotte is 11-12 and 12 at the eight seed. Right behind them, uh, a game and a half behind them is Washington, 10-14, and 14, and then Miami, Brooklyn, the Knicks, the Cavaliers, the Hawks, and the Bulls. Are follow that out. So, Barry, you just want to tell us a little bit about the East? The West. Or West? Yeah. Sorry, yes, I just did the East. So, in the West, you have 16 teams, right? 15 of them are within five games of first place right now. And then you have the Suns with four losses. Um, Denver... Four uh, losses or four wins? Four wins, excuse okay. me. Yeah, no, 20 losses. They're not very good. <laughs> um, Denver and the Clippers both are tied on the at top 16 and 7. Denver's playing good ball this year. Um, Clippers, same, obviously. Uh, Westbrook, healthy, has the Thunder in third place at 15 and 7. Golden State sitting at 16 and 9 and fourth. Then you got the Lakers, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Trailblazers. But like I said, below that, then you have... 12, 12, 12, 12 wins and 11 and 11. And actually, Houston is down there at 11 and 12, um, right above San Antonio at 11 and 13. So you have people who have made the playoffs the past X amount of years that are sitting there down low. Like I said, though, two games out of a technical playoff spot and five games out of first place right now. Obviously, there's still a lot of season to go. We're going to say that a lot as we get through here. But yeah, the, the West is going to be very tight all year, and it's going to be pretty exciting as they go on. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone breaks away or if they all stay this close. And if 15 teams are really vying for eight spots come uh, April there when the playoffs when the playoff time comes around, it's going to be interesting to see the West because 
if you have teams like Houston and San Antonio, the Pelicans on the outside looking in against these younger teams that haven't made it there as much, it would be interesting to see if they can put together a couple games at the end of the year and get in. But there's, like you said, a lot of basketball to play, so we'll see. Jake, what do you think about the Lakers? How are they going to do? Um, I still think uh, I still think the Lakers, I think they need to bring in another guy. Um, you know, did you guys see what Kevin Durant said today about playing with LeBron? No. Uh, he said uh, he can see why NBA stars don't want to play with him because it's a toxic environment. With all the media? Oh, okay. I was about to say if it was like with LeBron, I was like, that's kind of crazy. Um, no, I saw that they came out again and said that LeBron, you know, and Luke Walton are already butting heads because LeBron calls his own plays. Like, uh, yeah, he's been doing that for the last eight years. So has no one recognized that or what? Like I said, I think you're right. I think it is just media toxicity. It's always going to be something negative towards LeBron. There's not much that goes positive there. So however they can spin it, you know they're going to spin it that way. Yeah, and I agree. I think that uh, – I think if – I can see if the Lakers lose, I see it. I say if they lose like 10 out of their next like 25 games, I can see Magic getting rid of getting rid of Luke. I mean, if they're already button heads and LeBron's are, if this is happening, I've already seen reports about it that they're talking about it. So we'll see. No matter who's the coach, LeBron LeBron's gonna call the plays. I mean, yeah. He, no, no matter who it is, you might as well just make him a player coach at this point. Right. You know, seriously. I mean, we haven't seen it in a while, but you might as well. You know, who was the last one in sports? Pete Rose, player coach, player Pro- manager. Yeah, that that I that would come to my head. Yeah, yeah I would say same so. Here. Um, here's a fun tweet. I don't know if you guys saw this today. So LeBron said this was about five hours ago. He said, "Man, I'm washed. I went to bed at 8:30 last night and woke up at 7:30 a.m." Man, what? I literally slept for 11 hours, missed my company Christmas holiday party and everything. And Kyle Kuzma said, you left your walking stick at the facility as well, Grandpa. <laughs> so LeBron replied back with you know a bunch of laughing faces. That was a good one, not the middle finger and a laughing face. So it's just fun to see you know they're, they're kind of clicking. And they're starting to click. They I think are. we can no, see they, that. Yeah, they are. And you got to stop. You got to watch rubbing up against those boards. We're gonna hang them up soon. You're you're erasing our. Uh, you, just do the snap. I mean, you got to give us some room over here. I may be skinny, but I'm not a beanpole over here. You can erase Jacksonville for me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. Not about a beanpole. That. I I said it there so you could sit sideways and have your chair that that way, dork. Well, I'm left-handed and I gotta eat. <laughs> Put it on that side. I don't want to be on that side. Fine, whatever. Then be stuck in your space. Children, children. So. NBA, if you had to, we're not going to change our picks, but you know we know what we had for for championship. Are you still good with what you had? Oh yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. What'd you say, Boston over Bo- Golden State? Yeah, Boston over Golden State. And seven. then I had Golden State over Boston. What I had, I think Boston I had. over Golden State. Yeah. And then Brandon was the only one. He had Philly over Golden State. Yeah. So. See, I think Boston, and you know they're playing. They're starting to play little bit better they started off through your rough um they just got to get that chemistry together i mean gordon hayward and Kyrie didn't get to play together at all last year um so i think if they get their chemistry together they're going to be fine it's just philly with picking up butler it's going to make it a tough challenge for them yeah and i think that um you know boston like you said hayward's coming back he's coming off the bench you know he's not used to that role he's used to starting and playing 30 to 35 minutes a game and he can't do that right now I know he's he's completely, quote-unquote, I'm air-quoting, right? he's completely healed from his injury, but he's not. 
you're not going to be full game speed after oh, taking a year off. No, so. and he's and he's not going to go full force either because he's he, guarantee it's it's all that mentality yeah, and, and you know you've got that that shit that's just messing with your head that this could break again. Yeah, and, and it's before you know it, we got 20 days until Christmas, and I think normally after Christmas is really when the NBA season starts. But in all reality, after the All Star break is when the season starts. You still have two solid months after the All Star break, and you've seen a lot of teams hit their stride after the All Star break. You've seen teams hit your stride after Christmas, and then come March they fizzle out. So I think that, like you said, we, we talk about there's still a lot of basketball to play. I mean, you look, you've seen all, all the shit that's gone on with Golden State and Steph Hurt, and they've been playing bad with him out, and all the drama with Durant and Draymond. So anything can happen, but you know they're going to get their shit together. They always do. Kerr will pull them together no matter how much they don't like each other. Um, uh, you know, it's it's tough to say right now, but I have no problem sticking with Boston and Golden State. They're the two best teams in the NBA talent-wise, um, and they're going to stay that way. Now, if, you know, the Pelicans end up trading Davis to the Lakers, we may have a different discussion here in a couple months, but that's all speculative hearsay. And like I said, even John Wall to, uh, you know, Detroit. I don't think that makes them a championship contender, but I think it makes them a top three in the East contender for sure if John Wall ended up going to Detroit. I really do. So... We'll see as we uh, get through a little bit further into the NBA season. But, yeah, there's no reason why anyone need to change their picks. There's been no major injuries. Well, besides Markel Fultz, who's out again. What do you have? A, something with his nerve and his broken back vagina. or something? Yeah. yeah, or broken free throw is what it is. Dude can't shoot a free throw to save his life. But I saw he just got hurt and he's back out again. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded here soon or maybe even released crazy that Philly could add anyone and they took Markel Fultz, how much better of a squad they'd be. And Boston, that's why they didn't move. And they got Tatum, who, better player, better choice. And I wanted, if they had the one, I would have wanted Tatum. They would have taken Tatum. They, they, that was their plan all along. So they were happy to see Fultz go. Yeah, and I mean, it's like you said, it's easy to say as you look back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tatum was the correct fit at the time. Philly needed a point guard, you know, so I understand why they took him. Yeah. They didn't need a two or three. They needed a point guard, so it's understandable why they ended up taking Fultz in that spot. Um, you know, like you said, it's easy to look back. Then again, look at the Pistons. They took Darko, and who won, a, who won the ring first out of uh, LeBron, Melo, D-Wade? Darko. Darko. So, it's like I said, it's just a matter of where people fit. Do you think if uh, Carmelo goes to Detroit that year that they win they win the uh, the championship? Probably not because he just wasn't a fit. Yeah. He would have moved someone else out of the roles that they all played in a perfectly rolled system. So, it's hard, uh, it's hard to uh, look forward and try to get this. But looking back, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, they should have taken Fultz. Now you look at it and go, well, that was a terrible well, but if you remember, That's a bust. If you remember at that time, many people were saying Fultz wasn't the – uh, should, he should not go one to Philly. It was mixed results. It really was but, because I mean, you didn't there, have. There wasn't a cons- usually you have a consensus, You're right? But you, there wasn't really a point guard out there that was worthy of a number one pick. And I don't think Fultz was, to be honest with you. I, I don't. I think Fultz was a top five pick. I didn't think he was a number one overall pick. So, like I said, it's easy to look back and see that now. You know, that's the easiest thing in the world you can do. So uh, totally agree. So let's move on. Let's I was I was about to say we can switch over into college basketball since exactly. we have the uh, Buckeyes game on right now as Jake and I are watching and trying not to get distracted. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Hey, hey, how much time's left on the clock, Jake? I can't tell you. What's your favorite time? What's your favorite date out of the year? Favorite date out of the year? Yeah, April twentieth. Yes. 
420. We'll no, play. that's actually one of my worst favorite days of the year, actually. Your you, worst favorite days? Yeah. Is um, that a thing? I had a... I'm I had confused. A, well, it's still a favorite, but it's like... If the, there was 10 the of them, it would be 10. No, it would be like 100 because I had a really bad experience on so that it's, day. So it's, it's your least favorite day yeah, of the yeah, year, yeah. not worst favorite. Yeah, no, it's my least favorite <laughs> day of the year. I had a, some, a really bad experience on that day, senior year of high school. We will not go into it, but that is nowhere near my favorite day of the year. That's, that's okay. So we'll talk about the top 25. So Gonzaga in the AP top 25 got 43 uh, first place votes. They're 8-0. Uh, Kansas got 19, 6-0. Duke uh, 7-1 got one. Virginia 7-0 got one. Michigan's up to five. Did you see that? Nevada 6, Tennessee 7, Auburn 8, Kentucky 9, Michigan State 10, Florida State 11, Wisconsin 12, Texas Tech 13, North Carolina 14, Virginia Tech 15, Kansas State 16, Buffalo up there at 17. Iowa at 18, Ohio State at 19, Arizona State at 20, Villanova at 21, Mississippi State at 22, Maryland 23, Nebraska 24, and Furman snuck in at 8-0 at number 25. How many Big Ten teams was that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Seven Big Ten teams. That sounds about right. That sounds normal. That sounds about right. And Yeah, there wasn't much movement from the top teams. And Purdue's 26, by the way. Yeah, they're right there. Um, Michigan being up to fifth doesn't shock me. I mean, they're a really good team. I watched them beat the crap out of Purdue the other day. I think it was last Saturday. Just uh, absolutely just demolished Purdue. Um, so they're going to be up there for a while. Michigan probably going to go into the tournament with like three or four losses, I bet. I would not be shocked if they had uh, you know that, uh, that low amount of loss. Um, the Big Ten has been good at basketball for the past, what, three, four years probably. I was going to say the past 20, but. Well, I mean, with – yeah, you've always had the Michigan States, and you've always well, had Michigan the, State and Ohio State in the late 90s, Final Four all the time. Well, not all the time, but quite a few times. Well, yeah, but I'm talking of recent time. I'm not talking yeah. the late 90s. I barely remember yesterday. I don't remember the late 90s. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, just looking forward, it, it's going to be they're going to be probably the top conference, um, obviously with the ACC, and then um, uh, just looking through. Eh, there really isn't much. By it's mostly Big Ten and ACC. A couple of SEC schools in there. Um, so we'll see. You know, it, it's going to be an interesting basketball year for college. I think there's going to be a lot of parity, especially with Duke losing Gonzaga early. Um, they looked oh, – I can't remember who they played the other day. They didn't look too great, and they ended up pulling who, away. Duke or Gonzaga? Yeah, Duke. I, I can't recall, to be yeah. honest with you. Can't either. But it kind of makes me – it kind of worries me a little bit when I see them doing that and, uh, you know, with the national championship pick. But early in the year still, like I said, when you have them, it's good to get losses now. You don't want to go into the tournament undefeated or anything like that because you don't know what losing's like. And in the tournament, obviously, it's one and you're done. You can lose a couple times in the regular season, you're going to be fine. But a lot of basketball to go. But so far right now, to be honest with you, besides the Gonzaga-Duke game I've watched, I haven't seen Kansas play. Um, I watched a little bit of the Virginia-Wisconsin game. It was boring as hell. Um, but Michigan, honestly, is the team I've watched and seen is the most impressive team I've, I've seen. And that's over Duke right now, to be dead honest with you. Just as a complete team, not as a couple good players that I've watched. Not that I that is, because there's still good teams I haven't watched. But in my opinion of what I've seen, I think Michigan so far the best looking completely. Well, Duke played uh, on the first. They beat Stetson 113-49. to I was just going to say that. They beat Indiana 90-49. to. Guess what the final score was, Bear? 69. 69. That's right. 
They lost to Gonzaga. They beat Auburn 78-72. And then that was it. Beat yeah. the shit out of everybody else. It was else. the Auburn game. That's what it was. Well, Auburn's eighth in the country. So. I didn't realize that either until I just started looking. So that's probably why. So that, that would make sense then. Yeah. Um, so you're still good with our picks here? Oh, yeah. All right. So then let's go into the NHL standings. Anybody got that? Nope. Let me pull it up. Oh, I got you. it. Don't worry. So, then why'd you ask? Well, I'll let you do the West. I'll do the East again. And um, so you got a, a few things going on now. You've got Tampa still up there at 21-7-1. They've got 43 points. Uh, this is the Atlantic of the Eastern Conference, by the way. You've got Toronto with 40, Buffalo with 38, and then you drop down six points to Boston at 32, Montreal 31, Detroit 28, Florida 27, and Ottawa 27. And in the Metropolitan, uh, the leader right now is Washington. They would actually be fourth. Third, no, they'd be fourth, almost fifth in the Atlantic. They have 33. Columbus has uh, 32. The Islanders have 29. The Rangers have 29. The Carolina has uh, 28. Pittsburgh is 27. Philly, 24. New Jersey, 23. They have played less games, though. Uh, For example, Pittsburgh's played three less games than Tampa. Granted, they have 27 points, and you can only get two for a win, so that would put them at 33, and they would still be 10 behind Tampa if they won, which is just nuts. Who the Red Wings just took to a shootout last night. Um, they played really well, and unfortunately a lot. They should have won the game. They ended up freaking losing it. But um, I was hoping about to get ejected. No, it looks like he's about to get ejected. I thought that was coming. Sorry, I got distracted. Back to hockey. Um, yeah, I watched a uh, hot friend and I went to the Red Wings game – Sunday they played Colorado and that was off they beat Boston for the first time in the TD Garden since like 2012 was the last time they won there and um, you know they had to play on a back-to-back Howard wasn't playing they had their backup goalie in and he looked phenomenal only gave up one goal they ended up losing two to nothing they had a uh, um, they gave up an empty netter with less than a minute left but it was a great game, very physical, three fights. Um, Bertuzzi grabbed, someone got checked into the Red Wings bench, and the guy kind of swung his stick a little bit, and Bertuzzi grabbed it and started punching him and got suspended for that, I found oh, out yesterday from Brandon. But it was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, there's a lot of good fights in that game, and they had a lot of the Colorado Red Wings rivalry in the late 90s, showing a lot of those fights up on the Jumbo Trine quite a bit. So maybe that sparked those guys a little bit. There were some big hits in that game. There were a lot of hitting. Um, I think the Red Wings were just tired from a physical game the night before winning, traveling back to Detroit, and having to play another tough team in Colorado, which, by the way, has the best offense in um, the NHL right now. I'm pretty positive they have the most goals scored. Actually, I lied. Behind Tampa, so second most goals scored right now in the NHL. Uh, Most in the Western Conference, though. So... They're a very good team. They were just watching them. They're as fast as hell, man. That Nathan McKinnon, dude's a stud. Dude can fly. He is just throwing, fast. Just throwing pucks to tape on just beautiful passes and setting them up for greatness. Um, so, yeah, Colorado is definitely going to be a team to reckon with in the West. Right now they're sitting in second behind – or they're sitting in second behind Nashville, just two points behind. They are um, ahead of Winnipeg by one point, and then the Stars – have 33 points they're in fourth in the central of the western conference but minnesota chicago st louis behind them st louis not having a good year with only 21 points and the pacific side the flames are leading um, the ducks sharks vegas behind them and then followed up by uh arizona edmonton vancouver and the kings 
So since we've said it so far, our picks for that, how are those looking? Um, I had I, – I don't have it in here. I had – oh, gosh. I had San Jose beating Tampa. So San Jose, where would you say they were? So San Jose is sitting in third in the Pacific right now at 31 points. So they're in okay shape. They're in okay they're shape. Gonna, I mean, they're, and they're Tampa, playoff. Now. Tampa's up the – or no, I had Tampa beating – did I have San Jose or Tampa? I think I had San Jose beating you Tampa. Had San Jose over Tampa in six. Brandon had Pittsburgh over somebody. Nashville over Pittsburgh. Nashville over Pittsburgh. I had Pittsburgh's nowhere near right Toronto now. I had Toronto over Nashville, and right now Toronto is second in the East, and Nashville's first. first in the West. So not bad. And then Nick had Toronto. But you never want to be in the top. You never want to be the one in the NHL. The cool thing about the NHL, I know it's one to four and one to four. And then it used to be one to eight. The eight can beat the one any day of the week. Yeah. In a seven game series, which is which is why I love the NHL, but. Yeah, it's uh, who did um, who Nick had? Nick Nick had Toronto over Anaheim, so also second, and um, and I lied, Nashville over Toronto. That was my bad. Um, but he had Toronto over Anaheim. We just went over Toronto being second, and Anaheim is second in the Pacific. They're sitting in like fourth right now in the West, so not not a bad spot to be sitting. In. Not a bad one, and I'm glad you brought up when you were talking about the Pacific. So I'm, I'm sure you guys may have heard. That Seattle will be getting a hockey team, will be coming to the NHL. Uh, they will be the 32nd franchise to enter the league, and it will be in the 2021 2022 season, which will trigger a realignment. So, in the, uh, they'll be a member of the Pacific Division, so this will move Arizona to the Central Division. So, you, you had to look at those teams. You got Calgary, San Jose, you got all the, the California teams. They're going to stay out there, LA. They're going to stay, obviously, in the Pacific. So it's like, who do you move over? You move. You can move over the Avalanche, or you can move over Arizona. Well, it's going to be Arizona. Avalanche are already in the Central. Are they in the Central? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So Arizona makes sense to move yeah. over. Because they're the furthest, like, East team <laughs> when you're looking at that. Um, so the cost for league entry, did you see what it was? So when Vegas entered a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was uh, $500 million paid by the Vegas Knights to enter the NHL last season. You know what the cost is going to be for Seattle? One point two billion. No. Um, probably seven hundred million. Close, six fifty. So it's up thirty percent from before. Um, Seattle, it's a big deal. They, I don't know if you knew this. They won a cup. Seattle did in nineteen seventeen, the first cup. No, I did not, not know the, that. I don't know. I don't think it was the first cup, but they won a cup in nineteen seventeen. What kind of cup? The Stanley Cup. There wasn't like a fancy, like a crystal cup or something. No. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so their ownership group had a desire to get in the league in 2020, but the league had reservations about whether that might rush the uh, renovation of Key Arena, and instead pushed the entry date a year later. Uh, they've now reached a price tag of 800 million for the renovations. Seattle's CEO Todd Lewecki uh, said the initial projections were 600 million, so they're 200 over cost. Of the building, when you include the cost of reimagining the building, Seattle Center Arena, this is a transaction with a value of approximately 1.4 billion, which shows incredible commitment by everyone involved. Um, Seattle is the 18th largest city in the U.S. and has not had a winter sports team since the NBA's Seattle SuperSonics. So, and of course, they left for OKC. Remember what year that was? 2012. 2010. 2008. Yeah, the Sonics also played in Key Arena. Uh, the WNBA Seattle Storm are one of the current tenants of the arena, but will temporarily relocate for the 2019 and 2020 seasons as the building undergoes renovations. Um, there, there was a lot of other things going on. So the ownership group um, 
sent a strong contingent to Georgia for the Board of Governors meetings, including Majority Owner David Bonderman, Hollywood producer, you guys might know this man, Jerry Bruckheimer, he's one of the owners, and CEO Todd Lewecki, who has recently worked as the NFL's Chief Operating Officer before he resigned in March. So he's involved. Um, it's a big deal. So this, and here's what it was. They were the first American team to ever win a Stanley Cup was in Seattle, 1917. So, uh, and it was the Seattle Metropolitans. They played in the Pacific Coast Hockey Association and won the Stanley Cup in 1917. And they folded seven years later. And there was a, a months-long inevitability that it was going to happen. It was a majority, 9 nothing or 9-0, to zero, that, uh, they, that they would move forward. So the fun part is they launched a season ticket drive, and they reached 25,000 deposits within the first hour. Jesus. Yes. That exceeds the goal of 10,000, which they reached in 12 minutes. Oh, my. <laughs> so their goal was 10,000. They got 25,000. So for context of this, the Golden Knights ran a season ticket drive in 2015 and received 5,000 in two days. They got 25,000 in one hour. That is a ton. So um, the ownership group and mayor uh, Jenny Durkin made a two-hour presentation to the NHL executive committee. Like we said, they voted 9 nothing to recommend and forward the bid to the league's uh, full board of governors. And they, the Seattle group already has paid a $10 million deposit to the league along with its official application. So pretty exciting news. You know, I, I, I enjoy hockey. It's actually my – I love, you know, watching football, all this stuff. I, in person, I would watch hockey all day long. And on TV, it's a little different. Hockey is just so much fun to watch in person, uh, especially like we said in previous episode. I think the two episodes ago, we talked about the walleye mm-hmm. and how awesome this city is for hockey. It's amazing. Um, we need to go to a hockey game. Still never been to one. What? Never been to never a hockey been game? Never been to a hockey game. I think that's, that's what we need to do right there. We need to find a Saturday Go to Angelo's and go to a hockey game. Uh, if we're going to do that, I'd prefer to go downtown because at Angelo's you'd kind of want to dress up a little bit, and I'm not going to dress up at a hockey game. So how about we go to Jed's downtown or Frickers, and then another day we'll go to Angelo's. All right, fair enough. Okay, thanks. But you've never been to a hockey game for real? I've never been to one. I tried to win tickets last night, but no. No. <laughs> you, no. you bit on a lot of shit last night. I know. And I love that hot friend. Didn't realize she won candles until you walked over and like, hey, you won this. That was my fault, too. Because I told her, I was like, <laughs> you like candles and some of that stuff. I was like, why don't you just put it on it? it, it was, there was like one bit on it. I go, just throw a bit on it. That person probably forgot or left already. Mm-hmm. And then as I was walking, I after I dropped my one basket with all that shit everywhere, the confetti crap in it, so I had to throw it away. I was throwing it away. I was like, oh, wait a second. You bit on that. I was like, ah, crap. It's like, totally forgot about that. So we had to stand in line again. Yeah. That wasn't bad, though. No, 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 not at all. Um, So uh, the Golden Knights had hoped to become the first expansion team in the NHL, MLB, NBA, or NFL since the 1950 Toledo Mudhens. Cleveland Browns to win a championship in its inaugural season. The Washington Capitals won the series 4-1, though, as we know, last year. OV got the cup. Yep. So I'm excited for this. It'll be fun to have 32 teams there. That's that's good to show you that the NHL is still going strong. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens once we get closer to that, and I look forward to it. So the next thing, just uh, quickly going to mention a few things. So NASCAR changes. Kurt Busch 
is switching over. He left Stuart Haas Racing, going to Chip Ganassi, and he's going to drive the number one car, and he's taking his sponsor with him. He unveiled the car, number one, Monster Energy, so it'll be good for him. Uh, Daniel Suarez, who is out of Joe Gibbs Racing to make way for Martin Truex, is likely going to be the person to fill the seat at Stuart Haas. That would be good for them. Interesting. Because you put a guy... Suarez is good, and you, you put him with, you know, I like Joe Gibbs, but I think that he has a lot of talent. He did good in Xfinity, and you put him with an owner, Tony Stewart, who knows what the hell he's doing, you're going to make him a lot better. So should be interesting. Um, speaking of Monster, they end their sponsorship of the Cup Series in 2019. Okay. So what uh, the NASCAR is trying to do, similar to if you look at golf now, they're, they're going to look at a tiered system of how they do sponsorship. So it should be interesting on what they're doing. Just do it by race? Yeah. Kind of, I mean, they do it by race right. now, but you're, I mean, like totally each race, each individual race would have a different sponsor. And like, like, I mean, yeah, but overall though, the PG, so they would, their playoffs would have to be an overall sponsor, right? Right. Something so like, like the that. the PGA is the FedEx Cup. This would be the... Winston Cup. Like, yeah, bring Winston back. That's what I said. You know they used to give away cartons and cartons of cigarettes? That does not surprise me. No, it's smart. And do you think that that would ever happen again? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. But it would be awesome. Now we've got the the Vape 500. (laughs) We got the the Jewel 250 coming (laughs) in. The Jewel 250. That's what it is. Vape so, God 500. The what? The Vape God 500. <laughs> they would just they would just change flavors for each race. Did oh, see, yeah, we got the uh, a, Cherry Mountain Vape 500 today. <laughs> did, you, did you see, uh, could you imagine Eminem coming in? <laughs> singing Vape God instead of Rap God. I, I, if they paid him a lot of money, I'm sure he could come up with oh, lyrics oh, for it. Oh, he would immediately. And it would be badass, I bet. Oh, it, it always is. Um, so 2020, this is NASCAR's choice, by the way. So, so Monster could still come in, and, and I could see that happening, like you're saying. Monster maybe sponsors the playoffs. That would be something smart on them to do. Um, so they're, they could renew, but uh, like they're saying, this tiered system would be similar to, to FIFA, which we don't follow soccer. Uh, the Olympics and the PGA making the cup naming rights something more along the lines of, of an official partner, like you had mentioned. Um, multiple companies part of the, the entitlement structure. So there's a 36-race season. The individual races have entitlement sponsors, which we already know. And we know that, like, Coke Zero, Sugar 400 at Daytona. Yeah. The, Pepsi 400, right. Yep. And then Daytona sells that sponsorship and assets to Coca-Cola for the use of the race. So that's what happens. It's the Speedway. Well, NASCAR owns a lot of the Speedways. Mm-hmm. So they own it in a separate group, but they're trying to combine it all into one for all the Speedways they own. So it should be interesting to kind of see what happens. So the exclusive rights would no longer be part of the entitlement deal. Uh, the model is still in its development phase, but it's being discussed as a system that would see a top-tier sponsor with multiple remaining partners slotted into other tiers. Kind of similar to how they do the cars. You know, you have your main sponsor, and then you have your little stickers of smaller ones on the sides. So does NASCAR do, like, um, what do you think about this? Do they do, like, a triple crown at all, like, for races? Like, like you know, like... Oh, you know like three I mean? big races? Yeah, like well, they do. They, I mean, the playoffs are your top ten races, but they don't really have a triple crown. I mean, your your primary race is Daytona, which is the first race of the year. Yeah, Daytona 500, always been the number one race of the year, always will be. That's not going to change. you got your playoffs. It's a big deal. Talladega is always a big race. Yep. Bristol Night Race is always a big race. So if I was picking three, it would probably be Daga, Daytona 500, 
and the Bristol Night Race. Yep. Probably the top three. Would you agree? Yeah, those would be my three as well. I mean, those are the most exciting races on the circuit for sure. Um, yeah, I really couldn't think of any other ones that would be that would beat that. You know, Texas is. I like Texas. I always have. I think that's a fun speedway. It's kind of like a sister track of Michigan, more or less. But or no, I'm sorry, Atlanta. But it's a it's a fast track. You know, with those tight turns there, and you're still up to the 205. You know, there's no restrictor plate, and they can they can zing around that track. Texas would be an outside for top three possibly but daytona talladega bristol those are the those are the gods pretty much right and and so kind of with this in the new model they're talking about five partners spending five to seven million dollars annually uh for similar value which makes more of a it makes it more of an attractive proposition for the sponsor uh to do that and there's as we know we, there's a lot of companies who would probably like to be involved but they have a smaller marketing budget than many of these other larger companies and so there's several partners. So if they don't want to renew, the NASCAR sales team would replace a smaller amount of the revenue as opposed to having to replace a much larger revenue source, which in the past we know went from Winston to Nextel. Nextel was bought by Sprint. Yep. Then it went to Monster. We know the Bush series went to Xfinity. And then uh, the Craftsman truck went to Camping World. So it, it makes it a lot easier if they do the tiers, I think. I think it's smart. They need to revamp some of these things to bring the sport back. You've got... You've got guys there that, that you lost Dale Earnhardt, you lost Jeff Gordon, you lost Dale Earnhardt Jr., you lost Tony Stewart, you lo- you're going to lose Jimmy Johnson eventually, which he doesn't have as much appeal as he used to. Right. Chase Elliott's now your most popular driver, just like his dad was. You know, yep. it, it went Bill Elliott to Junior, not a Chase Elliott. Eh, I mean, Senior was always. But he wasn't, I'm, I'm saying their vote of most popular driver, he never really, it was always Bill Elliott. Um, but. Yeah, for us. I mean, we know it's senior, but he was either hated or loved, same as Jeff Gordon. That's why he never got it. Right. And it, it should be interesting to kind of see what happens with it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. you got a lot of young guys there. You've got Joey Logano's young. You've got Kyle Busch, who's in his 30s. You've, right. got, you've got Chase Elliott. Chase I mean, is young. Um, Kyle Bl- Larson. Blaney. Blaney, Kyle Blaney's Larson. going to be a stud. He's going to be a multiple. I mean, he already is a multiple winner. He's just going to keep winning. Keselowski. Yep. You know, there's a, even Truex. Yeah, Truex, he's not too old. Um, I mean, Harvick's one of the older ones, and he's still a, one of the best racers out there. Yep, Denny Hamlin, he's yep. uh, he's there. It's just they got to find those faces, you know. And if Bubba Wallace, if you could put mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace, no offense to, to you know, the, the – Petty, or I think he drives for Petty, right? Yeah, yeah he, he drives, drives for Petty. Petty. Put him in Stuart Haas. Put him in a Gibbs car. Put him in a car. Put him in. I, they should have brought him over to um, Hendrick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and Byron. That's another one from Hendrick. Yep. Chase Elliott. You got Chase Elliott. You got William right. Byron. Bowman. Bowman's I mean, you saw bad. You saw what Bubba did. He finished, what, second Daytona, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the 500, the original race last year. And that's in, and yeah, you know, you don't like to say it, but the petty cars just don't have the, which is surprising because it's a petty, but they don't have the same dollars that the Hendricks and the Gibbs cars do, uh, the same engines, you know, the same teams that can put all that together. So if he was in a better car, I think, I agree with you. I think dude's going to be a, just a monster on the circuit. And, you know, like I said, you keep it, the Austin Dillon, the Ty Dillons of the world, you know. They're young guns that are they're coming. So NASCAR is going to be pretty exciting here coming up. I think you got a good mixture of seasoned vets, and you have a good mixture of young kids who like to. And that always makes for good racing. It does. I agree. And then this shift also the the whole sports in transition. We know they're losing viewers every year. We've talked about how they've lost attendance fourteen percent last year, this year, and I think another ten percent this year. It was ten and fourteen, vice versa. And uh, they're going to have 
organizational structure changes and many of the tracks are going to go to right sizing. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with right sizing. It's kind of similar to what Major League Baseball did. So you're going to move to smaller seating capacities with less of the, the luxury suites and an addition of aspects such as standing room only, mm-hmm. which would be smart. Yeah. You know, it's not that expensive to go, but for us, all we have is MIS. Now, if, if Daytona was right here, I'd go every year or yeah. Talladega, but it's not, it, it's Michigan, you know. Right. It's okay to go, I used to go to both races because we had infield tickets, but now I'm not going to go. It's yeah. hot as shit in June and except, August. Except last year. Except last year. When you lost a bet. Remember that? Oh, when I told you the August race would be colder than the June race, and the June and race was, was like, 74, and August was 73. I was so mad, dude. <laughs> and was we said that... at the time the green flag drops, yeah, and, and it was the... back and forth, back and forth. And then we used the same app, because that's what we said. We are going to yep, use the same did. app from my phone, and I'm going to use Brooklyn, Michigan, same exact thing. And I was, it was so pissed. Right there, right when that green flag hit, I was like, boom, screenshot. And then later on in the day, it was like 85, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah, it was stupid. It didn't. I don't think it, it got to like, like 80. Like 80, something yeah, like that. It, it, it was, was much warmer. Yeah, because I think what happened is is that the clouds were still yes. there, and they were still cloud yes, covered. Yes, I had dick by clouds. <laughs> like 4.30, halfway through the race, they broke. Because in the morning, I'm pretty sure it was like already 70, and I'm like, oh, I got a shot, and then it didn't get past 73 yeah, by the time of the race. Around, kept the sun away. It was perfect. So, you know, NASCAR, we haven't talked about it in a while, um, but it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That'll probably be the last update unless there's big breaking news or something happens. So uh, we're we'll, gonna we'll get go. we're gonna get Brandon on the line because I want well, him as part, part of the one one thing. Let's get to Justin on the Twitter. No, I, I do you have it? Yeah, I got it. I got I got. Well, he, it. he sent me a text, but I wanted to break that up because I know what he asked. Okay, he asked so about wanna, XFL, right? Yeah, so you want okay. okay. There's eight cities that were announced for the XFL. Yep. So we have two shows this week as usual. We're gonna do four cities this episode and the other four cities on the wrestling episode because that's going to be his justin on the twitter this week he was texting me about it okay so we're going to we're going to name the team so i want to get brandon on this because i want to hear what he names some teams so we're going to give him a call but first of course we want to thank our sponsors so jake you want to thank any of them you remember them yeah we'll uh thank sean at crandall's quality lawn care we will thank cassandra nice pnc wonderful Uh, better than me so far yeah, that's about all I remember. Though. Ben Meyer. Dodge. Oh, ben Meyer, nice. Charlie's Dodge. Dodge. Charlie's Dodge, yep. And, and Mommy. Is that, is that Conant? Yeah, no. Uh, it's Illinois. Illinois and Ford. Ford and Illinois and Ford. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. And then we have, I always forget the two at Verizon, their names. Um, Stephanie and, and. Three letters. Tim. There we go. And. Today, Junior. Right. And come on. You got to know the last one. Well, he's our number one. The original. Oh, the original Wes Anderson for no, Mo- he's oh. our song, man. But thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. All wear clothing. That's Brandon and all wear clothing. Not the three bills here. Brandon and all wear clothing. Who he, helps us he out? He looked about two eighty eight last night. We're gonna ask him. We not after the phone. pasta. So, <laughs> thank you to the sponsors. Also, you know, like we mentioned earlier, get on uh, get on Facebook. Get on. Go to www.beachhousetoledo.org. Or you can go on our Facebook page, click the donate button, and you will make an impact in this community. And don't forget, Stat Guy made a Twitter account, so don't forget to follow at the real Stat Guy on Twitter. <laughs> Please do. And now we are back with uh, this other guy on the phone. Who are you, sir? Dub. Dub. <laughs> we'll go with Dub. I like that. Um, like George W. Bush. Well, not HW. We know that. Well, yeah. RIP. 
R.I.P. Speaking of which, did you guys see Bob Dole? 95-year-old Bob Dole was helped up out of his wheelchair yeah. and saluted him. How awesome was that? That was cool. Those yeah, two was guys, awesome. Those two guys should be dead. They should have died in World War II, shot down by the Japs. Um, just Jesus. amazing. Jesus. What? It's history. Pearl Harbor Day's Friday. Have a little respect. For who? Gary, Gary, he's young. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't understand history. Hey, Pearl yeah, Harbor. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and it was very. It was awesome. It was nice to... No, no, no. I wasn't saying that, Brandon. I said that was fantastic. I was talking about Gary's comment. Oh. They were shot down by the. Sorry, Japanese. Well, that's true. Thank you. Bush was, that, that's true. Bush was shot down, and he was the only one that survived. Yes. Of his crew that was shot down. This is true. Coming from a future history teacher. Uh, so you missed our NASCAR Maybe. segment, which was good. Um, you would have enjoyed it. It was, we talked a little bit about Kyle Busch going to Chip Ganassi, driving the number one monster, and how the new tiered system. Kyle Busch? Kurt. You said Kyle. Did I say Kyle? Yes, you did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Kurt Busch, driving the number one. I, I just love Kyle so much, just like Brandon. Episode two, Brandon loves Bush. Yes, he does. Give it a listen. iTunes, Apparently. Spotify, Podbean. Um, but we talked a little bit about that and how NASCAR is going to go to a sponsored, uh, tiered sponsorship uh, with their with racing in the future after this next season. Should be interesting. But we're going to get right into Justin on the Twitter. So he talked about XFL teams, and there's so we know what the eight cities are. And he wants us to, to project what we think the names of each team will be. So, Brandon, you will not be on the wrestling episode, I don't think. But so we're just splitting it up to four and four. We're going to do four cities now, and we're going to do four cities after. So the first one, New York, they're going to play at MetLife Stadium. Jake, what do you think that the New York team is going to be called? Ooh, for the XFL, let's go with New. Uh, let's see, New York. Oh, dude, I don't know. I I have no idea. You go first. I gotta think. I gotta think of something funny. Let's see. Um, you said they're playing at MetLife, right? So where the Giants and Jets play. So if you put the Giants and Jets together, it's the Giants with a J. It's yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> or the, work. Or the New York Gets. I was. I like that. No, I don't. Um, let's say the New York team will be the New York SmackDown. How about that? Because it should be wrestling names. I mean, it is Vince's product, or the New York Stamford Connecticut office. <laughs> is. <laughs> Brandon? Nice. Um, I don't know. The, the New York Stocks. Well, that's like that's that. actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm good with that. Or the uh, the New York Stock Brokers, something like that. Yeah. And, and then their logo is IRS. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Jake? Uh, let's go. Uh, dang. Uh, let's go New York. The New York Odd Dam. All right, sounds All right, New good. New York Odd Dam, that's the name. All right, next, we got Washington, D.C. is going to be playing at Audi Field. What the hell's that? I have no idea. Sorry. Guess we're going to. Hey, stat guy, you got your shit? Sorry. Look up Audi Field. They're not playing where the Redskins do. Yep. All Bear, right. what do you think? What do you name Washington, D.C.? So is it Washington, D.C., or is it Washington, or is it D.C.? It's XFL, D.C., right? Might be. I don't know. I thought that's, that's, what, I thought that's what their Twitter logo was. I, I thought it was Washington. Yeah, it's XFL DC. So that is that's going to be the uh, actual play. So it's not going to be. Well, I guess it does say Washington DC. Um, let's see. Let's do the XFL Washington DC politicians. 
I'm going to go with, like because it. it's Vince and who his wife is, I'm going to go with the Washington, D.C. Republicans. See that. And I'm going to go with the Washington, D.C. Monuments. But, by the way, Audi Field is a soccer field. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Here in New York, you get MetLife. Washington, D.C., you get a soccer field. Yeah. Do you know how many it holds? 20K. Yeah, that'd be about right for what they're going to XFL, gonna yeah, because yeah. MetLife's going to be empty. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Brandon, what do you got? I, I mean, you can go with any government. Washington, D.C. representatives. That's pretty good. I like it. Or the senators. Anything like that. I was going to say the senators, but you already had the senators uh, with the uh, baseball Ottawa. team back then. Well, you got Ottawa senators, too. Uh, oh, and hockey. Yeah, well, yeah, them too. yeah, you did have that. You know, they may pay homage to that. You don't know. Next, we got L.A. They're going to be playing at the StubHub Center. Hey, hey maybe, they'll, maybe they'll sign uh, Shane Falco. Maybe. So, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be playing at the StubHub Center, which is where the LA Galaxy of the MLS plays. Holds 27,000 people. LA, what do we got? What do we think? Um, the LA Stampeders. I don't know why. Okay. There's not even a stampede there. But there's also not lakes in LA, I don't think, either. So, <laughs> Well, weren't the Lakers originally from, like, out Minneapolis? Yeah. Yes, which but, makes sense. But what's a clipper? Like a hairstylist? That's stupid. No, there's a reason behind okay, it. Okay, was. I change it. The LA A-listers. That's it. That's what I'm sticking yeah, to. It's with the Miz. I could see that happening. That's smart. I like that one. Jake? Uh, let's go with the LA... Uh, let's go with the LA... Let's go with the... <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's go LA... I don't know. The dude. LA I'm fuck. Bad got at it. All right, LA fuck. Brandon, what do you got? No, we just got these, so you're okay. okay. He, he had no okay. idea. Um, the Los Angeles Kardashians. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I could see the Los Angeles like Mizanins or you know the L.A. Bellas. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> the L.A. Bellas. The L.A. Cenas. Yeah, they, they, they're probably going to be like the Los Angeles. They're playing at the StubHub Center. The Los Angeles. Tickets. tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Los Angeles tickets. The Los Angeles ticket masters playing at the StubHub Center. <laughs> and lastly, we have Houston at the TDECU Stadium. Houston Cowboys. Meh. No. Um, the Houston, well, since Bruce Pritchard's from Houston, the Houston brother loves. <laughs> and, by the way, the TDECU Center is the home of the Houston Cougars football team, and it holds 40,000. So uh, that's awesome. What do you got for me, Brandon? Houston? Um, uh, let's go the Houston. Um, I don't know. The Houston Cons. How about that? I'm going to go with, even though it's not, you know, to pay homage to somebody else in Texas, not San Antonio, but the Houston Heartbreak Kids. Okay. That's what I'm going to stick with. I like that. There we go. So let's get into the special segment here. It's not going to be a debate between you guys. It might end up being. But we're going to talk about the college football playoff. So we've got number one, Alabama, who beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. And number four, Oklahoma, who got in over number five, Georgia. And number six, Ohio State. Uh, I think this further shows us why we want an 18 playoff. We don't have to get into that debate. We can if you would like. But we're going to see... 
Oklahoma playing Alabama in Miami at the Orange Bowl. We're going to see Notre Dame playing Clemson at uh, AT&T Stadium, right? Yep. Cotton Bowl? Cotton Bowl. Um, so, uh, should be uh, interesting. Cotton Bowl. We've got, what, 14-point favorite for Alabama or 13-and-a-half? Oh, I don't Per 10 know. or something. And yeah, then too, I know Clemson's like 13-and-a-half. Like, too early. Yeah, well, we're going to pick that, obviously, as we get uh, down the line on the 29th. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Who wants to lead this off? Brandon, Bear, Jake, anybody? Playoff? I mean, I I think the right teams were in. I have no problem with it. I have zero problem with it at all. I, I think agree. that the top four teams were in. I think if, you know, they ranked Ohio State over Oklahoma the week before the championship, Ohio State would have got in. I, I right. think it's absolutely fair. I think where the playoff committee screwed up was putting Georgia over Ohio State. I totally That's agree. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't pick your top four off of conference winners and then saying you pick the four best teams but then put Georgia over Ohio State, but then say conference championships do matter, but then say you want the best four teams. That doesn't make sense. Because if you wanted the best four teams, then you put Georgia in there because Georgia was a, is one of the best four teams in college I, football. I totally agree. Totally I, agree. I mean, I think if they played LSU again, they'd beat the shit out of LSU. Oh, I, I, I absolutely agree. And you know, you know what I think? And we've got what they should do. We've talked about this. Eight teams is what it should be. Power five conference winners should be immediate fives. And then the other three can be, you know, this year would be Georgia, Michigan, and UCF. Yep. That would be it. I'd be down, I'd be totally down for that. You'd have number six Ohio State playing number three Notre Dame. You'd have number one Alabama playing UCF. Shut that shit up. Well, I, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I don't. That's totally not going to be it. Because they said that if it happened the way they would with an eight man. It would be your power fives and then three picks. So Ohio State and Notre Dame would not play because Ohio State would technically well, be, they'd be four, yeah, they, five, because, they'd be five. I got because, you. Yeah, and that's I think it's stupid, but that's what they said. If it was an eight team, it would be your power five, and then it would be your three. Oh yeah, to because pick. Well, who would be your? If they did that, if they did that, they wouldn't rank them by your conference first. They'd still rank them by the best teams. They just they, count. I agree, they should, but they that's they, not they how they probably played wouldn't it out. Yeah, so, so this year we would have had, what, Alabama, Clemson. Ohio State. Ohio State, Oklahoma. And Boise? No, no they're not. Washington. Washington, too. yeah, sorry, Washington. Oh, well, yeah, Pac-12, Pac-12. Pac-12. Good call. Washington. So Washington would have been in there. And then you've got Notre Dame. So UCF would have been out. Notre Dame. Oh, no, UCF would have been in. You think Notre Dame, Georgia, I, Michigan? No, I think Notre U- Dame would UCF, be in. UCF, Notre Dame, and Georgia probably. You don't think Michigan would have gotten in over no, UCF? Absolutely not. Why? Oh, the two losses. Two losses. I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah. Even though you lost to technically, it would have been the number three and number five team in the country. Right. UCF deserves a shot to get in. They've gone undefeated two straight years now. Yeah. So, and they well, overcame and they overcame a twenty-one point deficit in their freaking well, conference see, championship I, with a backup quarterback, which I, is impressive as hell. It is, and you know they're going to play LSU, so we're going to see LSU's okay. Um, they're not. They're what probably third in the SEC, maybe fourth, depending on how you look at Florida and LSU. So we'll see how they do. Um, if they blow the shit out of them, I mean, they, they've got some they've got some room there to talk. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, no, I think if, if if UCF beats LSU with their backup quarterback, that's a huge statement. Yes. Big statement. If they beat the SEC with the SEC's third best team, right? Yep. Alabama, second, Georgia. Second year in a row. Second year in a row. Who'd they beat last year? Auburn. Auburn. Okay. That, I couldn't remember. Thank you. So, yeah, if they do it two years in a row, why is that not a statement for them I, to get in? I agree. But but regardless, it, it, I think eventually – I mean, it needs to be to eight. It has to happen. Yeah. I don't know why they just don't do it. It would make them even more money than they already are making in the NCAA. So why not just do it? I, and I'm not saying that – and I've 
I've made this argument. I'm not saying that because I want Ohio State to get in. I don't think Ohio State deserved to get in this year. You don't. If you lose to Purdue by three on the road, that's one thing. They get in. They get oh, in. I, I totally agree. But you can't get blown out by Purdue. I don't care if it's at home or on the road or wherever it's at. The only excuse that would have had to have been if Haskins and Martell both got hurt and you lost by 24. You know, that didn't happen. You got beat with your. You got beat with your team on the road, demolished. You don't deserve to get in. Sorry, done and well, done. That's that's the way I see it too. Because I think if if um like like you just said, if, if Ohio State would have lost by like three or by like a touchdown, then you would have had a stronger case to get over Oklahoma. And I said that before, Oklahoma doesn't deserve to get in because you don't you don't give up fifty points and deserve to be in the playoff game. But they, they lost by three. They revenged their loss in the conference game, and I think that's what the committee looked at. The committee looked at you can't lose by twenty nine. Whether it was on the road or not, in a night. Yep, and that's what happened last Purdue. year. I mean, that's what happened and to them last year against Iowa. Same thing. Same thing. The, yeah, the same thing with Georgia. You can't lose twice. I'm sorry. Yep. You just can't. And, you know, again, like with the whole thing about conference championships and everything, just there, I think you hit it right on the nose. You know, the whole thing with Notre Dame, they're like, oh, well, Notre Dame doesn't deserve to get in. Then you got those people who are the same thing, same thing that, I mean, the same people that just said that are saying that Georgia gets in. Well, they lost their conference championship. How can you say conference championships matter? And you lost before. And yeah, if if they just if they just lost if they beat LSU and just lost to Alabama, that would have been interesting because then what do you do? You know that would have been tough because if Georgia beat LSU and you lose to Alabama by seven, you know pretty much blowing the game more or less, but you lose to the number one team in the country in the conference championship. Same thing that happened in the championship last year. Then what happens? Do you bump Oklahoma out, who's a conference champion, and make Notre Dame four and Georgia three, or vice versa? I don't know. Well, and if Georgia would have held on to that game, Oklahoma wasn't getting in. Oh no, it would have been Georgia. Yeah, Clemson. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame yep. Alabama. They would have played again. Yep. They would have played yep. again in a month, which would have been interesting to see what happens there. And because I don't think Georgia beats Alabama twice. I think if Tua doesn't get hurt, Georgia wins that game last week. That's what I think about that. I, I think Jalen hurts. I think Jalen hurts. Jalen. Yeah. And you're calling a fake punt with your with your no. Like, what are you doing? Like, Kirby Smart is smarter than like, literally. He's smarter than that. No pun intended. And um, that was dumb as shit. It, you it can was, say it. I mean, it was just crazy. I'm like, what are you doing? But, you're up by. But we say this? we say that now. But if he would have, you know, like we said, if I know, but punt it away. You're done. You're up by seven. But you're up by seven. like Bear, Bear said this earlier. You weren't on the call yet. But he ju- he said, you know, looking back in hindsight. We can talk shit about it, but if he would have got that, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah, but that wasn't the time to do it, though. No, I, I totally agree. No, I don't. I don't Definitely. care. I don't I think he would have gotten you it. Want to do that, you want to do that fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth yep. and three, fourth and I'll four. Yeah, fourth and four from you know fourth and four from Alabama's forty-four. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But from your yeah, own forty-two not, not at fourth and eleven, especially with three timeouts and what they have, a minute. 55 to play or something. I mean, there was still time in that game, so ah, it just didn't make sense to me. You could have you could have punted it deep, pinned him in, and hoped to play. I think I think Kirby Smart realized his defense wasn't going to stop him and just gave him a short field and hoped they got time to go down the field, which is just terrible coaching in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear what he said. You know, he said he defended the fake punt. I mean, I didn't hear what he had to say about that, but 
I mean, yeah, like you're, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how you, go, you know, do a fake punt like that on fourth and 11. I mean, and they, they, the thing was is that when they called it and when they were in the formation, Alabama was in a regular defense. They weren't in a punt return. They were in a regular defense, and they still went and, and did the fake punt. So I, I, I don't know. You call a timeout there, and you, you, know, you plan it away. All right. You let your defense win the game. I agree. So let's uh, let's switch to this. We're not going to have too much discussion on this, but we know that uh, the Heisman finalist for this weekend, we got Tua Tagovailoa, you've got Dwayne Haskins, and you have Kyler Murray. So just tell me, just give me it, Jake. Who wins it? Who wins it? And do you think it's the person that should win it? Un- unbiased. Give Un- me that. Unbiased. I think Kyler Murray wins it, but I think Haskins deserve it. Deserves it more. He put up way better numbers. He, I mean, he threw for what over four hundred yards the last three, four games in a row, four or five touchdowns a game. He, you know, the defenses he's played. I mean, the points that they put up all season with him. I, I think Dwayne Haskins deserves it. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. Um, Dwayne Haskins has. Better stats overall than Kyler Murray and, and Tua. He has played second best defense. I would give it to Tua because the SEC, I think, does play good defense. The Big Ten has great defenses as well, but I don't think it's good the SEC. So I think Tua's competition is better. But Alabama also played a lot of the garbage SEC teams this year. Their out-of-conference schedule was trash. Um, you know, they, he didn't play in the fourth quarter of most games, which is, you know, why his stats are lower, but that's their decision. If you want to win the Heisman, then play every single game all the time. Or do you want to win a national championship, which is what Nick Saban and Tua want to do? I'm not saying that Tua doesn't want to be here, but I'm saying that that's not what Alabama's built for. Alabama's built to win national titles. That's why Tua comes out in the fourth quarter so he doesn't get hurt, even though he's gotten hurt numerous times playing in these games. Um... Kyler Murray plays in a conference that plays no defense. But if you're going to go off of that and go off of stats on that, I mean, it still doesn't make sense because Haskins has better numbers except in the rushing game. Murray has 650 more rushing yards on him and, like, three more overall touchdowns. That's it. So I think Haskins get the Heisman. I don't think he's going to um, because of the Ohio State bias of Urban Meyer this year. I'm pretty sure that – Everyone's kind of saw what he did, and they're kind of taking it out on them and taking it out on the kids, which isn't fair. Because Haskins had a couple down games, you know, and still just absolutely has smashed. And you got to think, too, he didn't play a couple fourth quarters either, you know, early in the season when Tate Martell came in. I mean, Tate Martell came in and went 15 for 15 in the second half of a game that they were up, you know, 38 to nothing at halftime and came in and dominated that game, too. So... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a big Ohio State fan. I'm a big Dwayne Haskins fan. As I told you, I think he is going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. He, he will be the next big thing. I, I will call it right here, and I'm not scared to be wrong on that. And I, I think I'm truly going to be right there. Um, I mean... And I hope you are right. I, I really think that he deserves it. I think he's the better quarterback. Kyler Murray's not going to play NFL football. Tua... May play well, NFL Tyler's football, playing. But he's, I doubt he's it. playing baseball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's going to get a huge contract from the yes. A's. He is not playing. He, he, he they've already said that he's going to play in the MLB. And plus, he's like five foot eight. He right. can't play quarterback in in, no. in, in in the NFL. Same thing with Tua. Tua is like five eleven. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, the kid can throw the ball. He can sling it. Mm-hmm. The problem is he makes so many dumb throws. I just you know watching him play is like, what the hell is he doing? 
Um, but then there's a lot of times you look and you're like, geez, the kid's a stud. But with Haskins, I mean, yeah, as a college kid, you're going to make some dumb throws every once in a while. He just doesn't make a lot of those. He made a couple in the Maryland game. It didn't look like he was there. They didn't look prepared. Um, but, I mean, I can't see how he doesn't win it. I know he won't. I know it's going to go to Kyler Murray. It's already written in stone pretty much. But I think Haskins should uh, be the Heisman winner. I agree. Um, Dwayne should be the winner, but – because of how things have played out, he just got back into the conversation. It's always been Kyler Which and Tua. Which is ridiculous. And it's always been Kyler and Tua. Oklahoma's playing Alabama. It's going to be Kyler. I think Kyler gets it, but I think Dwayne deserves it. Well, that's the thing, too. How many Big Ten slash Ohio State records did Dwayne Haskins break this year? He broke Drew. How many Big Ten Big, records that's did what he, he break? Not just – I mean, because those were all. I mean, he's broke Drew Brees' records. That, that mean, stood for how long? It, when Breeze played 98, yeah. I mean, so. 20 years ago? Yeah. I mean, this is, and, and and I was talking about this with Cody, actually. He's literally the best thrower of the football Ohio State's probably ever had a quarterback and that you may ever see in college. I mean, he just has such a natural toss that it's, it's unreal the way it comes out. And he throws a damn ball so fast. And now I know we're going to get into this in a second, but with Urban leaving, it worries me that he's going to leave too because he can leave. I thought before that he couldn't because he's a sophomore. But he should. He he should leave. Honestly, I have no problem with Ryan Day because Ryan Day likes Tate Martell. We know that. Let let Tate play, and then we got a uh, we got um, who the hell's coming from Michigan? Dewan. Damn it, the quarterback. He's a four star quarterback. He's mm-hmm. coming. He he's committed to Ohio State. He'll be coming in nineteen. So um, it, it, we'll see. And uh, Brandon, what do you think, buddy? Um, I think. Well, the thing with the Heisman is they, they really need to fix out of the way they vote. Most of the guys already put their submissions in, I think, before the title game, the, the conference title games, So, um, which I think is wrong. I think, you know, this, I, think this, I think this award should be given uh, at the end of, at the, you know, the last game of the year, you know, the last championship that week after. Do the Heisman, do it that way instead of doing it, you know, at the last game of the year two weeks ago. And, you know, then someone goes off and has a great conference game, which, I mean, Tua, yeah, he didn't play the fourth quarter. I said last week it's probably going to go to Tua. Um, Dwayne Haskins, yeah, I mean, unbelievable numbers. But, I, 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 again, I don't, I'm not an Ohio State fan. I think you guys know that. But uh, no. Ohio, State, Ohio State did throw the ball more this year, I believe, just because they couldn't get their running game going. So, I mean, yeah, he packed great, and he does. He, he has a perfect ball, you know, perfect ball release, great throw. He can sit in the pocket and just, you know, throw, you know, thread the, thread the needle and throw a perfect ball. Um, I think, I mean, this is, a, this is a real tight race, too. I mean, I think he deserves it. You can make a case for anybody. Um, a play that sticks out for me, though, with Kyler is that um, the Red River, Red River Rivalry. Say that one three um, times fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think just one play that sticks out with me is when they were down by uh, 14 um, with like under two minutes, and um, they, Texas kicked off. They got the ball at the 20. Uh, he threw a pass for like five yards, and the next play, I mean, he just broke 75 yards down the line. Unbelievable play. I, I think he's going to win it. I think Dwayne Haskins deserves it. I think you can make a case for Tua. Make a case for Kyler. Kyler, this is a tight race. I, I don't know. It's going to really be a toss-up, but I think Kyler gets it. And this, this is going to be my final thoughts on the Heisman. Um, and and this is also why I think Kyler, or yeah, Kyler. Sorry, now I'm quite second guess myself. 
I think he's going to win it because as they look at it, just as an MVP should be, or you know, Heisman, which is really the MVP of college, if you take away Tua from Alabama, what do you get? You have Jalen Hurts. You're still winning games. Mm-hmm. If you take away Haskins from Ohio State, you still got Tate Martell. Probably still winning games. You take away Kyler from Oklahoma, their backup quarterback, meh, not that great. Um, I don't know the backup quarterback. I don't know. I don't even know his name. Well, that, I think the game where he was either suspended for the first half or hurt was the Army game that they should have lost. Well, Army's 9-2. Oh, yeah, Army's a good team. I get what you're saying. But I'm yeah. saying it's it's still Army. Like, I understand they're a good team, but... I mean, who else they beat this year? I mean, but it's one half. I mean, we would be talking about this. Oh, who's this Kyler Murray kid? But that's my Baker Mayfield. No, no, but that's my point. Is that nobody knew who Kyler was last year? Yeah, but he's been the starter all year. The Army game was like the sixth game of the year. So my my point is the backup quarterback. If he played the whole game, Army wins that game. Kyler came back in in the second half, and I think it was that game. I could. It was only literally, I think, one drive. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what he was. <laughs> I'm pretty spending. sure it was one drive. I thought it was, it was a half. Yeah, it, was, it was one drive. By the he way. He came back and threw seven touchdowns in that game. So <laughs> yeah, it was the Army one game. drive. Well, there you go. They could have lost if he didn't play then. So there you go. Army probably scored on that drive. Maybe. Oklahoma's backup. His name is Austin Kendall. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Yeah, either have I, so he's a nobody. But it's that's like, my point. That's that's what they're like going to do. And Tyler and, last year. And, and as you said, you know, you picked out Brandon. You even said it. You know, you're looking for his Heisman moment. Well, a moment doesn't define shit. It's right. a whole season. So I agree. That's and and but that's the problem. That's what everyone when wants. You play they no, want their Heisman. And when moment. you play no fucking defense, you're going to throw seven touchdowns. Again. Imagine if Haskins played in the Big Twelve. Right. You'd have seventy oh, touchdowns. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's my point. So. Exactly. So, um, all right, let's get in into. As we know, we just talked about this. Urban Frank Meyer III is stepping down at Ohio State, retiring. He formally retired in an announcement, hands the reins over to Ryan Day. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about Urban Meyer first, and then I want to talk about Ryan Day. So Urban Meyer, 82-9 and record at Ohio State. He won. He was there seven years, right? What the hell are you doing? You! I'm doing nothing. I hear... What are you moving around? Are you putting away your dishes? <laughs> Is it your printer no. again? No, I'm looking for my Urban Meyer autograph. No, oh, <laughs> you want to stare at it. So, Urban Meyer, um, you know, we, we got to see him. I was in college, actually, when he was at BG. So, I, I went, I don't want to say I was in college. I was not in college. I was in high school. No, but I, went, I was, Yeah, we were in eighth grade. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate but it. I did go to the games there um, and watched <clears throat> excuse me, watched Urban coach there. So it was pretty fun. Um, he was a good coach there, obviously. If you talk a little bit about him, like we said, eighty two and nine record at Ohio State. So he won every year he won three Big Ten titles, right? Yep. So he was three and four though, when it comes down to would it be championship games? Well, we didn't have championship games until recently. He won seven all, every year he won the division. Whatever division they were yeah. in, the leaders or the – what were they in, the leaders? Le- le- leaders and legends. Or yeah, they were in the leaders and then the east. So they won the two leaders divisions, 2012 and 13, and then they won the east division, 14 through 18. Um, they lost to Wisconsin one year, I believe, Michigan State. They lost to um, – and I can't remember who else they lost to. But I don't think they lost to Wisconsin. Was, I don't they think blew they the shit either. out of Wisconsin. No, they lost to Wisconsin one year too. I, I thought they did. Stat guy, check on that while we talk about this. Um, 
Jesus. Um, Urban Meyer, born in Toledo, of course. We talked. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, just an interesting all-around coach. You know, he beat Ohio State uh, for a national championship in Florida. Beat the shit out of him, forty-one to fourteen. You know, he's got his what bachelor's from Cincinnati, master's from Ohio State, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, just unbelievable coach when you when you think back just Bowling Green Utah Florida Ohio State and what he did at Ohio State being 7 and 0 against Michigan and just just owning them essentially he owned their ass yep he owned Harbaugh Harbaugh's a bitch <laughs> God, I, and I really hope he goes and coaches Green Bay I think that'd be hilarious Harbaugh oh yeah that'd be great is there uh, talk of that Oh, yeah. Is there? It it won't happen, but it sounds like it'll be Josh McDaniel eventually. Interesting. But anyways, um, I mean, Notre Dame... uh, Notre Dame... I'm sorry, I just looked this up and saw he was a Notre Dame wide receiver coach. That was the first thing that came to my mind and said, there you go, Brandon. So you're a big urban guy. So He went from Notre Dame to uh, head coach uh, BG. Yep. And turned that team around, turned Utah around, and then obviously went to Florida. Um, no, I was just looking up urban, you know, coaching, but just at Ohio State because you know he won two national titles at Florida, beating Ohio State one of those years. Um, you know, won two bowl games with Utah. Didn't I don't know why he didn't play in the bowl games in Bowling Green. Why didn't they have bowl games? Back well, they were time? eight and three and nine and three, and back then the MAC didn't get much unless you won. Get, yeah, they fin- he say, finished good. third both both years in the yeah in I the saw that. MAC. Um, and then know, only lost one bowl game at Florida. Yeah, the lost, Capital One Bowl that lost, was. Right, two at Ohio State. So the Capital One was to Michigan. Yep, that's his only loss to Michigan. Um, Yeah, he lost two at Ohio State. Yeah, he lost the Orange Bowl in 2013, which is yeah, that was the Clemson year. Um, the that was. I mean, you got to think. Was it Clemson both years? Um. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they did their asses. Yeah. Well, the see, that's why I don't remember 2016 because of that. Um, I I blacked out at halftime and I choose not to watch. And they won the Cotton Bowl. Who they beat in the Cotton Bowl last year? They beat, was it USC? They played USC last year, I yeah, think, right? Yeah, it was right? USC. Yeah, they played USC. And then uh, they won the Fiesta Bowl in 2015. Who'd they beat that year? <laughs> Bueller? Huh? Who'd they beat in 2015 in the Fiesta Bowl? I can't remember. I have no idea. Oh, you don't? Oh, you must have blacked out a halftime of that one, too. But 54-4 and record in Big Ten play. So he, we can think about this. Purdue, Iowa, Michigan State twice. I can name him right now. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't think he lost to Wisconsin ever. No, he didn't. No, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, when I look back as I thought about it, he lost not. to Michigan State twice. Yeah, that yeah. was that. That was the Connor Cook bowl. Yeah. That that game pissed me off. The one where right. he snubbed Archie Griffin. That's why that loser went to the Raiders and didn't accomplish anything with his life. <laughs> Screw Connor Cook. He's a, such a loser. Yeah, yeah. So is. we'll see. And then obviously, you know, I hate to say it. Um, I think I actually did say it once, though, with Pray for Washington. But now that Urban's retiring, I mean, it's pretty much done, right? Ohio State's winning that bowl game. There's no oh, way no, he goes absolutely. out a loser, right? I would, I would not bet against Ohio State in this game. You pull no, out every we, single stop. And we just said this last week where I said, you know, it was last week or two weeks ago when I said Urban need. it was two weeks ago because I said Urban needs to beat Michigan. They need to – win the Big Ten Conference, and then win the Rose Bowl and right off in the sunset. Yep. Gone. And that's what's happening. We, we knew that was potential to happen. And I, I was listening a little bit about that cyst in his head, how the doctors – I know a lot of this has to do with the bullshit that happened with Zach Smith um, is part of it, unfortunately. But the cyst in his head, they said, you have to stop being so aggressive because he'll kneel on the sideline and people are like, oh, that's bullshit. No. Yeah. His doctors are telling him that cyst – 
is just and it's yeah, not good for and them. all the dicks out there are gonna make jokes about it because that's what they do and that's assholes. what Twitter trolls and Facebook trolls do and whatever they can do that and I it doesn't bother me it, you know whatever Urban put together one hell of a career in general amazing at Ohio State he brought a lot of joy to all Ohio State fans brought back a national title for the first time since 02, you know and ever since then has been completely competitive and you always thought there was a chance you could win the national title that year. So it's pretty impressive. I mean, if you look, the lowest he's been ranked um, at the end of the year is 12. Shit. At Ohio State. What about Florida? Oh, Florida, he had, a, he had one of those rough years. Um, it was like 9-3. and three. 13th. Really? So the worst he's been at the two big schools. Where was he? What about Utah? Utah, he was 21st um, the first year. And the second year, they won the Fiesta Bowl. They ended up finishing 4th. His first, Unreal. His first year at Florida, they was 12th. Second year, national title. Third year, they lost to Michigan in the Capital One Bowl. And it was funny. They came in 16th and finished 13th, which is odd, after losing a bowl game. Um, first in the Fiat, or first uh, winning the national Probably title in Probably a lot of people 08, lost ahead of them. And then um, third in 2009. And then third at Ohio State his first year, but that was the year with uh, after Tressa left. So they went 12-0 and 0 that year. They went undefeated oh, and didn't count. So, but they finished third in the final rankings, but they couldn't go to a bowl game that year, um, which would have been a national title, by the way. Right. And I think that was Braxton. Is that Braxton year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was his last year, I want to say. That was his last year playing quarterback. Yep. Yes. Uh, no. <coughs> it wasn't his last year playing quarterback. It was his first year playing quarterback. Oh, was he, he, oh, was, he was quarterback right. in 14. That's he was right. the second string. Maybe it was prior. And then Cardell was the third. <laughs> yeah, maybe prior was 2012. Yeah. I can't remember. Regardless... And then, yeah, like I said, lost to Clemson, finished 12th, won the national title, beat those so, two memorable weeks of football. It's so just remarkable. Let, remarkable. Let, let's talk quickly, I know, um, just to bring this up because I'm thinking about it. Your, uh, your, I don't want to say the, the monument. What the hell is the monument? I can't think of the damn name. Statue. A statue. No. With the four presidents. I, Brandon. Mount Rushmore. Thank Mount Rushmore. you. God, idiot. Mount, Mount Rushmore. Who's your Mount Rushmore college football coaches? All time. Go ahead, Brandon. You're talking to me? Oh, I'm uh, talking to all of us. Um, all time. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be biased. Lou Rockney. Lou Holtz. Put, put him second. Put Lou Holtz second. Just put just put Lou Holtz second. Put him second. You said all time. Put Just put Lou Holtz second. Give us your third and fourth. Okay. Um, so New Rockney, Bear Bryant, um, <laughs> man, uh, Airport Season. Who? And, Steve Sarkeesian. Um, who did he say? I don't know what he said. Who'd you I say? Huh? Who did you just say? I said Airport Season. Oh, we thought you said Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> No, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to add a fit. I'm going to do Woody Hayes and Bullshit. Okay, well, I'm going to go um, uh, Woody, Bear Bryant, Urban, Saban. I'm um, good with that. Yeah, um, definitely Urban, Saban, because I'm more of a contemporary kind of person. I know if you go back, you couldn't, I, you know, yeah, I'd put Rockney and, and Bear Bryant on there, but I'm going more of the uh, contemporary sort of way. Um, you know, Woody Hayes, obviously, and then probably, oh 
man, that's tough. Coach O. Does that count? No, seriously though, Bear Bryant, Newt Rockney, uh, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban. Too old, too new. Yeah, I put, and if I was putting five, Newt would be my five, so we agree on the five. Jake, uh, do you even know five coaches? From- <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, I agree with Bear, I'm going to go Urban for sure. Saban has to be on there. Woody has to be on there. And for my fourth, I'm not too good at history of football. I'm going to go, I like Frank Beamer when he was a coach. I like Frank that's Beamer. That's, that's a nice one. I'll Mom, take that. Did you say Frank Beamer? Yeah. Yeah, Beamer ball. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm okay with that. I wish you would have seen Bear while we were trying to get your, your Mount Rushmore and he's just sitting here, Newt Rockney, but not saying it. <laughs> Waiting for you to say it and you're like, well, I'm biased here, Newt Rockney. And I was flexing. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about Ryan Day. Uh, well, hey, hold on. So, if God. we take... Dang if, we, if we talk just football, oh God! Do you guys put you guys put Joe Pa up there? No, no. I put Jerry Sandusky instead. <laughs> I put Bobby okay, Bowden over Joe Pa. I was trying to be serious. No, yeah, yeah. I, I would put Bowden over Joe Pa. Bowden over Joe Pa. Okay. Totally agree. I mean, okay. right? Would you? Would you put Joe Pa over would you put, Bobby Bowden? Would you put Spurrier up there? No, not Mount Rushmore. Uh, I mean, top ten. If we're talking top ten, maybe. Yeah. But no, I, I want to put Spirit. Well, he, he's going to be a coach in the AAU, which I'm going to make a quick reference to after Ryan Day. So Ryan yes. Day, let's go into Ryan Day. 39 years old, so he has a three and zero head coaching record. As we know, he started the year for Ohio State. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. You probably are, but he was a quarterback in high school. You know, played uh, college ball at New Hampshire. And, and defensive back. So he was the state's Gatorade Player of the Year his senior season in high school. Nice. He was University of New Hampshire, played for then-offensive coordinator. Anybody Chip, without Chip looking? Kelly. Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Good Chip man. Kelly. Chip Kelly. New Rockney! <laughs> he set uh, four records at, at New Hampshire, including completion percentages, completion percentages, percentage, and touchdowns. Um, you know, after that, he, he had kind of an interesting, if you look at this, his tenure. So he was the tight ends coach in 2002 at New Hampshire. In 2003 and four, Boston College as a graduate assistant. 2005, graduate assistant in Florida, where he met Urban. Uh, 2006, wide receiver coach at Temple. 2007 to 11, wide receiver coach back at Boston College. Back at Temple for 2012 as the offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach. 13 and 14, back at BC, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Goes to Chip Kelly. Uh, with the Eagles, and they was that the year he was with the Eagles? Because then he went with them with the 49 yeah, with the 49ers yeah. as quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Then he went to Ohio State as the in 17-18 as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. That was this year and last year, and then now he's going to be the head coach. Then I'm I'm excited for him. It'll be very interesting. He's keeping a lot of Urban's guys. Um, yeah, a couple of recruits backed out. It's understandable. Also, Urban's going to stay with the university, and I was kind of hoping he'd stay in some sort of. Did they say what he's going to do? No, they haven't. No, I'm hoping he stays. In, I'm hoping he stays in some sort of recruiting role. Because his wife works there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he'll have a job, something on the football staff, obviously. Like I said, I, I, it would be awesome if he was like recruit director of recruiting. I know they already have one, and he's a very good director of recruiting. Obviously, you know we have a top three class every single year. But I really do think that, um, you know, it's good for him to be around. He'll be able to be in Ryan Day's here. Um, I'm excited for Day, to be honest with you. It'll be maybe a little bit tough next year, but they have a young team that he knows coming in. Pretty much the same team 
not many people leaving. I think they lost, they're losing like 17 or 18 seniors, fairly low, most of them backups. And one shitty right tackle who I'm so happy is leaving, Isaiah Prince. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, I'm certainly uh, excited that you know he'll be on the sideline next year, and I think he, you know, from what you've seen, what you've heard, he's a stand-up guy. He's a family man. He has two young kids. I think that uh, he could certainly be the coach here for uh, you know a long time, ten years plus. Very, very possible. This, I mean, he's pretty much fallen into a dream job. Right. You know? Yeah. There's maybe. Five or six dream jobs around the country, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame. Yeah, not Michigan. Screw them. Um, you know, probably oh, man. Clemson right now. Yeah, right now. I hate Dabo, too. Yeah. I can't stand him. Yeah, right now, Clemson. Georgia but wouldn't I'm, be bad. I'm talking just schools that have. Oh, USC. Yeah, USC, USC, right. Florida State would be one. Schools that yeah. have just had the tenure. So, Texas, we got Herman yep, there. Texas though. He's not also. going anywhere. Yep. Um, Who could be Ohio State's coach at East State? With Urban going, Herman probably would be the coach. Yep. Uh, but I'm it, glad it worked out this way. Yeah, I, I am too. And I don't mind Herman. I I don't know with all the other crap that went on. I don't really care. He was a good coach. He was a good offensive coordinator. Yep. So we'll see. Um, and, yeah, you know, Ryan Day, as you said, was with Chip Kelly and had, you know, the running quarterbacks. He had Mike Vick and he had Colin Kaepernick. So we're going to see what they do. And, you know, that could push Haskins away. But Haskins is such a talent, I don't think he'd want to do that. But it'll go back to the ground-and-pound Ohio State offense that we're used to, not this throwing offense that we normally see, which is completely different, and which means Haskins is probably going to hold a lot of those passing records for a long, long time. But it'll be exciting. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for Ryan Day to be the Buckeyes head coach. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, um, I, obviously it's sad to see Urban go, but um, his health is more important than being the coach at Ohio State, and I do agree with Baron Gary here. Uh, he has fallen into a dream job. He has the right setup. Got good recruits coming in, um, and we saw how good he was in those three games when Urban was out. I'm excited for next year. I think uh, we're going to have another good year, and I don't see us really taking that big of a step back. He knows all the players. He knows the personnel. He is a great coach, and I, like I said, I don't see them taking a big step back. I'm excited for next year, and we'll see what happens. Yep, and those we, we talked about those 2019 recruits for Ohio State. So one of the big one, Garrett Wilson. I'm sure you're aware who this is, correct? The five-star wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, yes. out of Texas. Yes. He said, oh, thousand, thousand percent committed to Ohio State. Which keeps me excited that Haskins, because if Haskins stays, you get him, and um, I keep I keep messing the dude's name up. Is it Olivier or Al- – I can't remember the dude's Alave. Alave. Olivier Alave. Alave. i gotta got to say that. Alave. I mean, in the championship game, he had another great game. Caught another yep. touchdown. Garrett, dude's a stud. Garrett Wilson's only six foot one half inch. Small guy, 185. You're going to put muscle on this kid. And he's not going to be David Boston muscle. But six, six foot one ain't bad for a wide receiver. Not bad, though. no. And he's probably going to be slot, though. You know, you would think that. And he's coming He's coming out of Texas, Austin, Texas. So to get him away from the Longhorns mm-hmm. and any other team in Texas or Oklahoma, any A- Big 12 A&M. team. I mean, a lot of those Texas guys like A&M. You know, that's, that's big. So it, that's going to be pretty exciting, too. And then we have uh, Harry Miller, who <laughs> – Harry Miller <laughs> – he uh, he's the I think he's a center. Um, he's number two at that position in the country. He's also a five-star recruit from Georgia, so that tells you another one. Our third recruit, Jordan Battle from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
He's sixth at, at the safety well, position. Well, they have Fort Lauderdale is where oh, yeah. we pull a lot of talent from, so that's not surprising. No. And then we've got uh, some four stars. You, you had Stover from Mansfield, Ohio, Huntington, West Virginia, where we will be this weekend for another show. Uh, Jordan Battle, or not Jordan Battle, excuse me, Doug Nestor. So he is a guard. And then Cade Stover, who's a, he's a, a linebacker. Get this, man. He, from Mansfield, I don't know if you've seen this kid play. He's tough. He's four-star, and he's ranked fifth in his position. He is 6'5", 235. He gets there, he's going to be 250. Ooh. Easily going to make that dude 250. Well, that's good because... He is huge. The biggest weakness besides the secondary are the linebackers right now. So we need some linebackers in there that can uh, play some ball. And they got some young ones, so they're there. Harrison stepped up. I don't know if Tough Borland's a sophomore or junior, to be honest with you, but I think he'll be back next year. So it'll be okay. They'll have a decent and, squad. And the safety we're getting, like we, we mentioned, we're getting uh, Jordan Battle, who's 6'1", 187 out of Florida. We're also He's number six. And the number nine safety <laughs> is Ronnie Hickman out of New Jersey. He is coming to 6'1", 200 pounds. And then you've got another wide receiver. This guy's get how big this kid is. Six one and a half, one sixty nine, and I'm not saying that for that. Sure, but that uh, is small. It is, but one sixty nine. You got to think, the kid's also seventeen years old. So. Right, and then here you go. This quarterback I was telling you about. I'm pretty sure it's Dewan. D W A N could be Dwayne, but it sounds like Dewan. Uh, Dewan Mathis, Oak Park, Michigan. He is six six, two oh five. So he's going to get up to probably two twenty five, two thirty at Ohio State. Gunslinger. Yeah, six six. Dude. He's ninth-ranked quarterback in the country. That's me plus 50 pounds, 40 pounds. What like, are you? I'm 6'5", like about 180-something. So he's – right now he's 205. So dude, that's a big dude. Looking, stand up. I, I just want to look at you because i got to picture this kid and make yeah, it – That sounds nice. i got to color him. Um, Jeez. Way to drop your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put 20 pounds on but probably put 40 on you. And yeah, yeah that, that's how big that kid's going to be. And so it'll be interesting to see how he does coming through. Yep. I'm interested to see it. Um, we can get – I want to, like I said, I want to talk real quick about that the Alliance of American Football because we talked about XFL earlier. So here are your eight teams. You've got the Atlanta Legends playing at Georgia State Stadium. Brad Childress is the head coach. <laughs> You've got the Birmingham, I, Birmingham Iron playing at Legend Field, 71,000 there. Tim Lewis, head coach. Memphis Express playing at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Mike Singletary is the coach. Orlando Apollos playing at Spectrum Stadium. Steve Spurrier is the head coach. Atlanta Hot Shots, or sorry, Arizona Hot Shots, not Atlanta, playing at Sun Devil Stadium. Rick Neuheisel, head coach. The Salt Lake Stallions playing at Rice Eccles Stadium. Dennis Eckert. Dennis Erickson, not Eckerson. I was about to say Dennis Eckersley coming on a baseball to coach. Right. <laughs> the San Antonio Commanders playing at the Alamo Dome. Mike Riley, head coach. And then San Diego Fleet playing at SDCCU Stadium. Mike Martz is the head coach. Mike Martz. Right. So, but you're you're getting guys here that that you're not going to probably see in the XFL, and they their TV partner is CBS and the CBS Sports Network. So we're going to see this on major networks. Romo and Nance. Yep, <laughs> that'd be interesting. And um, you know the the league, um, the the eight they're centrally owned and operated teams, all but one located in cities on or south of the 35th parallel. Uh, so it should be interesting. And it was Charlie Ebersol announced it. And it's overseen by NFL general man, former NFL general manager Bill Polian, 
former Steelers safety Troy Palomalu, executive J.K. McKay, and advisors also include Heinz Ward, um, Justin Tuck, and Ebersol's father, who retired from NBC Sports. And he was a co-founder of the short-lived XFL. So are they? do you think they're doing this, like his son's doing this, to compete with Vince? Do you think that's why he did Because it came out after Vince announced XFL, and XFL's not coming till next year. It's very possible. I mean, why not? What do you think, Brandon? Um, I thought that Ebersol's kid was going to be a partner with Vince, and that's why they were going to be on NBC. So I guess I got my information wrong, but um, they're going to be on CBS. Yes. I mean, he could be. Yeah, I mean, that, that would because XFL is probably going to be. I don't know where they're going to broadcast their stuff. I mean, this, the, these two leagues are going to be played at the same time. So, I'm except, assuming... Except it's not coming till next year. You know, the XFL oh, yeah, is going to... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 2020 see, for the XFL. 2020, I'm sorry. Yeah, so... Uh, it could be, because I think XFL is going to go back to NBC. They're going to try that out again. Yeah, uh, the Alliance on CBS... And Vince, by the way, cashed in uh, 1% of WWE stock for another $23 million. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, your average football fan is going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to see this. I mean, some of the people, I already looked at the roster the other day. Um, there, there's some guys, you know, on this that, you know, NFL experience, no, you know, playmaker, you know, no, uh, um, you know, real famous people that, you know, names that stand out, but guys that, you know, backups in the NFL, definitely. But, I mean, as a, as a football fan, as a guy who loves football, who can just watch a pickup game, you know, on the backyard of a park or something, I'm, gonna, I'm excited for both these leagues. I'm going to watch both these leagues. It's just more football for me. Um, the talent might not be there for the average football fan, but for me, I'm going to love this. Um, but to go back to your question, I kind of, you know, geared right there a little bit. Uh, they could be. I mean, they could be competing with uh, Vince on this. I mean, I would, uh, if they're going on CBS, XFL, and NBC, you have to be at the same time. Yeah, I could see a little competition there. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting right now if I was, just because I don't know, and you see who's backing the AAU, I think they are going to outdo the XFL just by you see who, who the backing is. Um, you know, Vince McMahon, because of how the XFL was before, I mean, some people still have that taste in their mouth. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a lot different, and um, it should be interesting. And they are going to, I believe, own all eight teams, the XFL is, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know who is going to be doing the broadcasting. Brandon, you know you can get a job. If you go to XFL's website, you can, they have a careers page. I already tried. Are you serious? Sorry, yeah, man. What'd you try to do? Well, a coach, obviously. Uh, I figured, like, water boy or a laundry guy or something. No, um, no, I've been on their website. I saw that. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out, though. So. Have you yeah. tried to tweet Vince? Have I? Yeah. No, I have not. Oh. Well, they're looking for... Uh, Human Resources in Stanford, Connecticut, probably out of the WWE building, and they're looking for marketing, team director of communications and media relations for each team, and a president for each team, by the way. Um, should be interesting. Uh, tickets, it looks like, are going to be on sale. You can reserve your tickets. Uh, season tickets, you can get one or two. Your deposit amount is $50.
but since they don't have anything near us, the closest being St. Louis, they're playing at the Dome, which we're going to cover a team name for that later. Um, should be interesting because we talked about, who do we say, Houston, L.A., New York, and D.C., and we're going to cover on the, the next episode, the wrestling episode on Saturday, we're going to cover Tampa Bay, Seattle, St. Louis, and Dallas. So should be interesting. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know yet. Brandon, I don't know if you've heard of it, but, like, who's going to be, like, what network they're going to be on. Um, but they're they're partnering with uh, Op- Optimum Scouting for player evaluation. Doug Whaley is the Senior Vice President of Football Operations. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they got, they got Oliver Luck, um, former West Virginia Athletic Director, East Commissioner, and CEO, like you said, Doug Whaley, former uh, Buffalo Bills general manager. So, I mean, Vince is not playing around this time. This is something that he's definitely going to try to work out, especially investing all that money. Like it's what now up to 123 million. Yeah, 123, 125, and hopefully, you know, or yeah, 123. Hopefully, yeah. he kind of takes a step back. I'm hoping he focuses on the XFL and hands Triple H the reins to take over WWE to kind of get this shit back to where it was. Yeah. But we'll see. So, yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is, like I said, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm going to like it. Hopefully, hopefully it's, you know, they're, they're going to do it the right way at this time. This ain't going to be like 17 years ago when, you know, you got EAD running down the sidelines. Uh, so, I, I totally agree. So, um, let's get into this, this next thing here. We're already an hour and almost 40 minutes in. So, college football picks from week 14. Brandon and Jake were both 5-5. Five and five. I was 4-6. and six. Bear was 2-8. and eight. So, the overall records now, Brandon is 79-70-3. I am 70-79-3, nine games back. And Bear is 69-80-3. Bear and has dropped behind. I retire from picking. And he has dropped behind. I cannot believe this because Bear was, I think, at one point, like 10 or 11 games ahead of us. Yeah, in the first two weeks of the year when I went like twenty-two and three. Right, right. You were that's why crushing it, and as you had I a said, couple two and eights. And as I said, you yeah. lose hot streaks like that. You don't just. And the first two weeks are easy to pick. Right. So easy one this week. Um, it's a uh, one game. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'll talk real quick before we get into this game. So the bowl games next week. We're going to sit here as a podcast. We got to figure out how we have Jake do this too. Uh-huh. And and go with a there. How many bowl games are there? Thirty nine, forty, forty. I think. Okay, so we're picking we're picking forty bowl games straight up. We're gonna do a ESPN does a pick 'em right. So we're inviting everybody to it now um, uh, to do the pick 'em with us. And then each week uh, we're gonna find out what the schedule of games are. And we're gonna pick the line, and that's what will go towards our record uh, for the rest of the year. But we are gonna pick all the games, the bowl games straight up. And see what happens. We're going to have, uh, uh, I think uh, Shiv is going to be on hopefully next week. If he's on, how do you, how are we going to do the, the picks? Um, by what? If he's here next week? Yeah. Is it going to be? He'll just be our guest. Okay. Kind of like college game day. Okay. Kind of like college game day. What do we do with him? How do his picks count? Sorry, I'm pointing at Jake. I mean, Jake's on the podcast now, so we. So what if we tie two to two? Is Shiv the tiebreaker? Mm, that's no, what I'm trying like to figure out. On the podcast. So if we're two to two, we flip a coin. Are you serious? Sure. That's probably the most fair thing, right? Or uh, what we'll do is we'll put. Now, yeah, we'll flip a coin. Screw it. 
I was going to say we could put cards on the table and just draw, but that doesn't work. You just pick highest card or something like that. Brandon, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Brandon can't. So we'll just, if it's two to two, we are going to flip a coin. Oh, gosh, this, this will be interesting. Um, um, first bowl game is December 15th, 15th so yep. 10 days from today, Yep. which so, is Saturday, correct? Exactly. So we're so going to... Next week. So we're going to pick anything Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because we record on Wednesday, so we have to pick that Wednesday game, if there are Wednesday games. So uh, how many games will we be picking the spread on next week, besides the straight-up games? So we got 40 straight-up games. Oh, oh, please. Which next week, I'll talk about this. So next week, we are not covering NBA. We are not covering NHL. We are not covering NASCAR. We're not covering anything. We're jumping right into college football. So eight games. Um, There is one, two, three, four, five, six on the 15th, which is that Saturday. There is one on the 18th, which is the Tuesday. And there's one on the 19th at 8 p.m., but we'll already be in the middle of recording. So we'll pick our game next week for that. So yeah, then, yeah, next week. So we got eight games we're picking. So then the twentieth is that Thursday, and then we'll pick from there. And I'm not going to do math on those. No, right no, now. we won't. So, yeah, so I'll, I, eight, eight what I'm going to do. I'm, we've got a long drive this weekend, so I'm going to actually try to put together the agendas for the rest of the year, so that we are ready to go. And you know, we'll have to fill in with you know what happens. Obviously, when news comes up, we're going to fill it in. But let's just get to this week's game. One game, Navy at Army. Army is a seven point favorite. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm going Army wins, and they cover. Okay. Brandon? Army by 10. Go Army, beat Navy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen their unis. Holy shit. Dude. The black on black. The black on black, dude. Oh, my. Holy shit. Those are awesome. Army by 57. No. Um, Not that much, but Army will cover. Come on. They're going to cover more than that. How many? Uh, Not 69, but that would be a good number. Um, there, there'll be too much running for that. Um, no, if you want a serious, I say we all put one game, all scores. So I'm gonna do Army 34, 21. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna do Army. Let's go 35, 17. Brandon. Five. Um. 2717 army. And uh, so uh, just say a few things here. So six of the last seven games between these two teams have been decided by seven or less. Actually, the last three meetings have been decided by a combined nine points. The underdog has covered the last four meetings. However, Army, nine and two in 2018. They've won seven in a row. Navy's three and nine and one and eight in their last nine. Give me Army. And my score, I am going to go with uh, 42 to 24. Okay, I like that. I think that's pretty solid. I think, I think I, I mean, one, Army's jerseys just win, right, oh in my general. God. I saw those. Uh, they reminded me of Ohio State's blackout jerseys, yeah. of course. They are with, slick. With the, uh, with the offense that these guys run, what's the time limit on this? Do you think it's over or under 2 minutes and 14 minutes? I mean, 2 hours and 14 minutes. Over barely two and a half because they probably have to do some. They'll probably, I mean, you know, you got to think at halftime they'll probably uh, honor like George H.W. Bush. So, I mean, you know, you got to think in there it's going to be, yeah, that's true. You're talking the full time of the game from kickoff until end of game, right? Yeah, give me a time, Brandon. We're going to put time in here too. We got 
We're not going to put records. This will, be, this will be the last one. There's going to be nothing else on this. We're going to throw an NFL. We're going on an over and under, but we can, we can do, we can do legit What time. is the over under? I don't know. I don't Jake, know. look at the over under, because that's the other thing we should do. We'll do game time and over under, and we'll be done with this. But the only thing that's counting is the point spread of seven points. I don't know the over and under. Give me, give me three hours. No, give me. Give me like a three thirty kick. Give me three hours and fourteen minutes. Um, I'm gonna go shorter than that, but I'm gonna do a little bit. Two hours forty five. Two hours forty seven minutes. Uh, I'm gonna go. I was gonna say two forty five. I'm gonna go two forty nine. We're gonna go two sixty nine, which would be three oh nine. Um, give me three fifteen. <laughs> you should have went three sixteen. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Three sixteen. There you go, Brandon. Three sixteen. Give me the over under, Jake. All right. Well, it started as a fifty two and a half, and it's down to thirty nine and a half. What? what? No, that's that can't not, be right. No, that's gotta be that's team. Fifty two and a half sounds right. Oh no. Opening as high as 52.5. The total for Saturday's game is down to 39.5. Yeah, check, ba- check Bavada. Jamie, I think with these styles of offense, you're only, you're only averaging like six offensive possessions a game. Doesn't matter. You're going to score a lot. Well, if it's 39.5, Brandon, you got over or under that. Well, obviously, everybody's over. I got 27, I got 27 yeah. 17. So. What was the other one? It opened at 52 and a half? Yeah. So Brandon would be under, Bear would be over, you'd be over. No, you'd be under by a half. No, I, I, yeah, I, I have it at 40 right now. So, so everybody's over. Okay, we're all taking the over. Um, all right, so let's move on. NFL, uh, last week, Jake and myself were 10 and 7, and Brandon was 9 and 6. Uh, 10 and 6, they're a cowboy, you can't. Play or I'm sorry, games. I am so sorry. You guys were nine and seven. He and I were ten and six. There we go. Uh, so that puts me at one twenty four sixty and two. I got another game on Bear, who's now at one twenty two sixty two and two, and then Brandon's at one fourteen seventy and two. The podcast is on there at one twenty four. We're at one twenty four, but Should really it's one twenty five. Yeah, nobody cares. How many are we ahead? I know we're ahead by one on Wellingtons because I missed the Browns game. Um, no, we're ahead by one on Gary's burner account, not Wellingtons. <laughs> we're ahead by three on Vealies, who we still have no idea who this is. Yeah, so, no idea. Uh, and they're we will they're, find you. They're slowly climbing the rankings, which is scary. Didn't they drop? How many did they get last week? They tied us. Oh, so they're still the same. Behind. <laughs> still the same. But they're in third though. Mister Perfect in fourth at one nineteen. Jeremy five behind. Hot friend at one fifteen. Only nine behind. She tied us as well last week. Wonderful lady, by the way. And thank you. Uh, I mean, yeah, for her. <laughs> she no, is. She, she's she very. Really she was uh, nice to meet her. We we all had the opportunity to meet her. Great lady. She is, um, definitely. She's tied with West Texas Rednecks. Do we know who that is? Do you know who yep. that is? Okay, gotcha. Um, both, they're both at 115. They both had 10. And actually, I don't f- know the person, but I know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and it was funny because um, on Sunday when we were, we were watching the Browns game, watched the first half of the Browns game before we went up to Detroit to go uh, watch the Red Wings, and it was funny because she's, like, looking through. Like, she is – into this, looking through, saying, "Oh, well, we have these two different picks, but all the rest are the same. So if I get this right, I'm going to jump in by that." And it was funny. She was like intense. I was like, "That's awesome." So would you tell her our picks? Oh, she listened. No, to no, the show. no. She's talking. To, no, she's talking <laughs> she, about West Texas Redneck. Oh, that, yeah. No, she was she's trying, trying to catch him. She's just trying. <laughs> no, she's trying to beat him and just gain on everybody. So she's kind of looking ahead she a little can bit. She still catch but us. She's well, looking. You know what? You got, you got to 
got yourself a winner there. There you go. Well, she's put up 115 wins. So that's a lot of wins. So. Yeah, and she started yeah. from the beginning on this. What what ex-wife get last, last week? She has more wins than Brandon. Oh, my God, she does. <laughs> I just realized that Brandon's got 114. Got she should be. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. She's going to replace you on the show, Brandon. Jesus. Oh, that's good. I just looked. That is awesome. Um, and, and just to, just to finish out... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Johnny Walker sitting at 111. He's not out of it yet. Um, keep it up, Johnny. We got what? Three more weeks. Four more. Four more weeks. 14, yep. 15, 16, 17. Yep. Four more weeks of football. So no, no one right there is out of it at all. We could have a couple of stinkers coming up. Joe Schmo in eighth at 110. Justin from Twitter at 107. Um, so, uh, like I said, we we still definitely have competition there and. I hope that you guys are still going to play it out. It's going to be fun here in the last four weeks of the NFL season. So let's get well, some picks. Well, now that Jake's on on here, does his vote count yet for NFL? Nope. We already. <laughs> I'm sorry. We already started it. So yeah. next year you will count. Yeah, but so we have to figure out year. how we're going to do a tiebreaker. It will count for college, just not for NFL because we've done it the same way. So we can't throw. We yeah. can obviously have Jake's picks off to the side. Yeah, because bowl games we we can count yeah, you for college, will. and we still have you on the side. But next year we have to have yes. you. We have to figure out our tiebreaker. Yep. We're not going to add a fifth person to the show. Four's enough. And uh, you, this happened to just work out because we had you on as a guest. We knew you'd be committed each week. You filled in for Brandon almost every week. We know for wrestling you couldn't show up a couple times. That's okay. Um, but you know we're happy to have you here, and it's going to be fun. And we just have to figure out. We've got a year to figure out this tiebreaker thing. Flipping a coin for bowl game sounds good. Um, but let's go into NFL. So, first game, uh, Jaguars at Titans on Thursday night. Jake. Titans. Yeah, Titans. And, uh, God, did you see that? The Titans beat the Colts – or, I'm sorry, the Jaguars beat the Colts 6 to nothing. There were five NHL games last night that had more points than that. Oh, I was – The Colts, who we just talked – and I listened to it this morning. Brandon said eight games in a row, three touchdowns for, for our boy Andrew Luck. Give me the Colts. I'm like, oh, shit, we messed that one up. And I I ended up switching Luck out. I played him two weeks ago, switched him out my other week, and played Watson. Um, and I'm in the playoffs in the Yahoo I didn't mention. Someone dropped Aaron Rodgers, so I picked him up, and I'm playing him over Luck and Watson, who are playing each other this week. little teaser here for further down the line. Nice. Brandon? Yeah, give me the Titans. I already had them clicked in. I assumed you were taking them, too. I'm taking the Jaguars, uh, but we're going to take the Titans as a podcast. I like it. Um, I went back and forth on this one, but uh, seeing as how they won six of the defense, I was like... Why, why, so why are you taking That's interesting. Be, you know, I looked at Tennessee, and ten, the <laughs> Titans, they beat the shit out of Dallas. They beat up New they England. They did not beat the shit out of Dallas. Oh, they beat us. And then they beat New England, and then they just laid eggs after that for a while. And they played some close ones, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk. We've had upsets. They did they, look like shit last week against the Jets, too. Right. And we've had some some up, and they should have lost. We've had some upsets in the past few weeks. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be one of my upsets. So I want the Jags, and we'll move on to the next one. Panthers at Browns. Jake? Uh, let's go. Let's go Panthers. God, the Panthers. Are, I think that they've lost five in a row. They're playing so bad. Cleveland back at home. I, I so want to take Cleveland, but I think this is going to be the week the Panthers get back on track. Barely. Uh, Panthers by, like, three, but they'll end up winning. Brandon? Yeah, give me um, give me the Panthers. They're still, they can still make the playoffs. They're still going to fight for it. 
Uh, the Browns, I think the roller coaster, they'll, make, they'll maybe get one more win this year, so give me the Panthers. And I'm going the opposite way again. Give me the Browns. So if I get one of these two games, I'm all right. Ravens at Chiefs, I think across the board, do we know? I'm going with the Chefs. Yes, sir. Brandon Chiefs? Um, yeah, since it's in KC, give me the Chiefs. If this was at Baltimore, I might be taking Baltimore, but yeah, give me, give me the Chiefs. Okay. Is Lamar playing quarterback still? I he is. They said he has. A, he was hurt a little bit, beat up, but I think he's going to play this week. But RG three was taking reps in practice, so I don't know. Okay. Um, RG three was. Yeah, because Flacco's out. Flacco's done. So RG three is the third string in I, Baltimore. So you think he yeah. would? Why would he play over? Lamar is Lamar's hurt. Oh, Lamar's yeah, he's hurt. out. He's oh, he the only quarterback. Oh, sure. Well, no, they said he was. They said he was nursing an injury, but oh, okay. that's why RG three was taking snaps in practice oh, yeah, when because he was hurt and he get beat the shit out. But of. that's what all players do. Exactly. They take off three days and then end up playing anyways. Right. Next, Colts at Texans. Uh, I'm gonna go Texans at home. Texans yeah, game not nine in a row. Are they going to make it ten? I think the Colts do play a little bit better, but I'm taking the Texans. Uh, me as well. And Patriots at Dolphins. Uh, let's go Pats on the road. Mm, they have such a bad history in Miami, uh, but I, I can't pick against them. So Patriots. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're getting ready for the playoffs. Maybe Patriots. Patriots. Giants or Redskins. Ooh, uh, let's go. Let's go Giants on the road. Yeah, um, Mark Sanchez ain't winning this game. Giants. Yeah, give him the Giants. Giants here playing tough football. Good pick by Brandon, by the way. I did say nice upset pick, and he was the only one that got it right. So good job, Brandon. Um, yeah, thank you. Saints Appreciate at Bu- Sa- Saints at Buccaneers. Uh, Saints on the road. Yeah, after losing to Dallas, they're gonna they're gonna be pretty angry. So Saints big, but they struggle in Tampa Bay too. Yep. Yeah, but, uh yeah, give it the Saints. Saints as well. They're going to avenge that week one loss. 48-40 uh, is what they lost. I think they're going to win 45-24. to uh, Next, Falcons at Packers. Uh, I'm going to go Packers at home. Yeah, firing Mike McCarthy finally after that embarrassing loss to Arizona. Um, I think the Packers are going to come out. They're going to play angry for Philbin, their interim coach, and uh, put on a little show for uh, potential coach in waiting. So Packers, big at home against a terrible Falcons defense. You know what? I picked, uh, picked the Giants last week and oh, upset. I'm going to pick the Falcons this week and yeah, upset. Well, that means we're taking the Falcons because oh, uh, I took the Falcons as well. waste. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, there goes a podcast loss. We'll see. Jets at Bills. Let's go Bills at home. Oh yeah, Bills. Um, I, I don't even, is Sam Darnold even playing? Um, he's. I think he was questionable this week again. I don't know if he was playing or not. He was questionable going into like late Sunday before they played the Titans and was ruled out. So he should be ready to play this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it says he's on track. Ready to start. So, yeah, it's going to be the battle of uh, former USC quarterbacks here. So, they're both terrible anyways. But, um, give me – yeah, because I think Barkley is still the quarterback of the Bills. Give me <laughs> – What the fuck are you talking about? 
Just make the huh? damn pick. Huh? Just make the pick. No, I said Barkley, I think, is still quarterback. We know what you said. Don't we don't Josh care. Who are you picking? I'm giving my analysis, just like you all like you all are doing. Give me the bills. I have the bills as well. Damn it. Jesus. <laughs> Bengals at Chargers. Still going with them, Jake? No, I said last week I'm done picking them for the year, so uh, I'm going to stick by that. I don't think the Bengals score a touchdown. Um, the Chargers are going to be my defense for my DraftKings picks coming up way under the line. I don't line. care, Bear. Just make the pick. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get mad at me because Gary owned you. Yeah, Chargers after upsetting the Steelers, um, which was great to see the Steelers get a hose by a bad call because they talk, never do. Talk about two different halves. Oh, my. I mean, they were blowing them out. And I was driving home, and I was like, I don't even want to listen to this on the radio because right. I just don't care. So we listened to music, get home, see the Chargers tied it. It was like... Like, what is going on? Right. Brandon? Uh, Just give us the pick. <laughs> I got Chargers, too. Broncos at 49ers? Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Broncos. Um, <laughs> give me... Yeah, by the way, Emmanuel Sanders uh, tore his Achilles today in practice. Yeah, yeah we know. Give me... Broncos. Eagles at Cowboys. Uh, let's go Cowboys. Uh. <laughs> Someone else pick. Brandon? Eagles. Bear? Gary? Cowboys. Picks on you, buddy. For the podcast. It'll be two podcast losses. I'm taking that out. Dallas. <laughs> I hope not. They win this. They win the division. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Steelers at Raiders. Steelers. Yeah, Steelers big time. Yep, Steelers. Steelers. Lions at Cardinals. Lions. This is a tough one. Um, I, I think the Cardinals, after that big win at Green Bay, I think that the Lions end up taking this game a letdown at home, so give me the give me the Detroit Lions here. Yeah, give me the Lions. Lions. Uh, next, Rams or Bears? Ooh, I'm going to go Bears at home. I think that defense is going to have a good game. Uh, Trubisky should be back, too. I just think the Rams are going to be a little bit too much. But it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams play in a playoff environment in Chicago because Soldier Field is going to be hopping Sunday night. But I'm going to take the Rams. Yep, give me the Rams. And the Rams. Uh, Monday Night Football, Vikings at Seahawks. Are you going to change that? Though? Yeah, I'm no. just, I drag it across. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, let's go Vikings on the road. Monday night. They have to win. They have no choice to win right now um, because I don't see them. This is this will be big for the wild card, and Seattle right now is in the driver's seat of the wild card. Minnesota has to win this game. If they lose, they're going to be in big trouble. So I'm going to take Minnesota to pull the upset on the road against Seattle. Very close game. Well, as a podcast for taking Minnesota, I am taking the Seahawks. Brandon took Minnesota? Uh. Yeah, Seahawks playing good football. They keep rolling. Give me the Seahawks. Oh, never mind. We're taking the Seahawks. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Sorry, I'm thinking that Jake took the Vikings. 
another did you do another shot of crown apple that I missed or what? No. No. So sea chickens for us. Sweet. Some good good games this week. Um, I, I really think that Rams-Bears is going to be fun. Vikings-Seahawks. This is the first time I think uh, we've had two back-to-back Sunday night and Monday night games that are going to be pretty entertaining, um, especially for the playoff chances. You know, the Bears pretty much, if the Vikings lose, they wrap up the division right there. And if uh, they, well, I should say if they win, they wrap up the division, excuse me. But if Minnesota loses, they pretty much wrap it up also. So it'll be fun. Um, and we're going to see how the Rams play on the road. That's going to be big in the cold. You, you and I have four differences, so either you're going to catch me and pass me, or I'm going to we're going to tie and be split or again, we'll, or we'll take two and two and it'll be the exact same. Right, <laughs> and then the podcast, you know, I'll be, still be stuck one behind the podcast, or you know, maybe Wellington will overtake the five. I mean, anything could happen. Should be interesting. A lot of my picks were upsets this week, so uh, will be interesting. DraftKings picks. What do we got? Quarterback for Brandon and Rodgers. Yeah, A.A. Ron. I'm taking him also. Uh, I'm going to go Breeze this week. Breeze here. Running back, Brandon. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm taking Aaron Jones. Stick with the Packers. Uh, I'm going to go. Let's go. I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. Zeke. Wide receiver. Brandon. Evans. Devontae Adams. I'm sticking with the Packers still. They're going to destroy Atlanta this week. Big Packer stack. Uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Mark Cooper. I like it. I had him originally. Give me Antonio Brown. Tight end. Brandon. Give me George Kittle. Ah, good pick. Um, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey at home against Baltimore. They don't defend tight ends very well. Same here. Uh, I'm going uh, Pittsburgh's tight end. Who is that again? There's two of them. Vance Jesse McDonald. James or Matt James. Vance McDonald. Let's go Jesse James. Okay. Or you could just take the core. And defense. The Giants. Chargers slash Bills. I like both. Can't pick between them. And I'm going to stick with the – I'm going to go with the Bears. I think that Bears defense is going to have a nice game. And I'm going to stick with my upset pick and the team that just had a shutout. Give me the Jaguars. I know it's an off-the-wall pick, but I'm going to stick with them against the Titans. All right. Tomorrow night. All right, and the last thing I had on here for us, and we're a little over two hours now, the top three next iconic athletes. So right now, you know, your iconic athletes, you've got LeBron James. Uh, in the past, we've had Kobe Bryant, you know, Jordan, you know, all these guys. doesn't necessarily have to be basketball. Anything you want, top three. Brandon, do you have any honorable mentions? No. Jake, honorable. You? Honorable mention, I know it's early. I'm going to go LeBron James' son, Junior. Bronny. Bronny. Yep. Uh, I put uh, Katie Ledecky swimming because she's not going to make my top three. But, uh, yeah, finally, you know, back in, what was it, 14? What's that? So that's a good one. Yeah, she just doesn't lose, and she's young. She's the one that swims the, like, the, I, I don't like know, a shitload the marathon of races, right? Yeah, the and she ones. does a lot of them, 200, 800, right? Yeah. She, yeah, she's at Stanford right now, I think. She's unbelievable. Number three, Brandon. A Greek freak. Like it. Jake. Uh, number three, let's go. I'm going to go Zeon. I think uh, once he gets up in the NBA, he's going to have a nice career. Also my number three. That was also my number three. So there we go. That nice. one easy. All right, number two, Brandon. All right, well, your guys' number three is my number two, Zion uh, Williamson. All right, number two, Jake. Uh, 
number two, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to go football here, and I'm going to say Haskins in the NFL. Um, my number two, I don't know. I don't think he's already a quote-unquote iconic athlete, but he will be when it's all said and done, Zeke Elliott. Also my number two, Ezekiel Elliott. Number one, Brandon. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Also my number one. Also my number one. So we kid's, had the same top three. Kid's a freaking stud, man. I love Mahomes. He's going to be Brett Favre times three. Yeah. And what about you, Jake? I had Zeke as my one. Okay. So, Bear, we agreed on all three. That's nice. And we all pretty much had the same things. I like Dwayne. I, you know, uh, I hope Bear is right. I know I said I don't think he's going to be, but I, I think it truly depends, Bear, because I know we're going to talk about this in the future for a long time, where he ends up. And I hope he ends up at a team that knows how to freaking use him Yeah. and to make him into a good quarterback. And you know what maybe, I love? Maybe Dallas will just trade up and use all their picks and get him. That I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't. I'd be. He's gonna go early if he if he. Let's say he leaves now. You know he's gonna go early. Obviously, we know Nick Bose is probably going number one. Um, Dwayne, you, could you see Dwayne going to? I don't know. Giants, New England. Oakland. That's my problem. That's what I'm scared of. It's gonna be Oakland. Cause no, I. If someone's there at one, I. I don't see someone trading up. You know, I don't. I don't see someone trading back. I should say, if Oakland's sitting there, they're probably going to take him. But if the Giants keep sucking, they might take him. Who knows? I mean, San Francisco's sucking right now, but they already have Garoppolo, so they're not going to take him. Right. We'll see. But he hasn't even announced he's going to come out yet, so let's not get ahead of ourselves either. I agree. And this might be biased, but I hope he goes to Cincinnati. I think Dalton needs to leave. He needs to be done. And I think Haskins with AJ Green and that team. I think they have a decent team. They just put it together, get rid of Lewis. They bring in Haskins. They just, I think that takes them to where they need to be, get, get them over that playoff hump. Get rid of Lewis to sign Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of Lewis and Hugh. Hugh should have never came back. They should get rid of Lewis and go after Lincoln Riley. Um, somebody's going to get him. I wish Dallas would, but we'll see. Uh, Maybe they'll just trade Oklahoma. <laughs> just trade coaches. Oh, gosh, that'd be great. Um, so, good show. Uh, thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Thank you to PNC, Cassandra. Make sure you visit her, give her a call. Verizon, visit their website, find a sales rep in your area. Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, 419-704-5471. Ben Meyer, Charlie's Dodge, and of course, last but not least, as always, All Wear Clothing. Thank you for being the primary sponsor. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Good night, night. And go Bucks. Always rushing, I tell you.